0: What's up, Goons? It's your first show of 2021. We're recording this on New Year's Day. And we did it, Mike. We did it. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn, and I'm joined by my stalwart producer, Michael, homeless weirdo Harrington. How are you, Mike? Um
1: pretty pretty good,
0: Chris. We did it, Mike. Anyway. We did it. 2020 is over. It's completely over. Uh uh COVID is cured immediately. At midnight, mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. so that's like, you know what would have sucked, right? If it was midnight here, right? But then somebody died on the West Coast of COVID at that time, because it wasn't midnight there yet, so COVID hadn't been cured yet on the West Coast, so that, some old lady just died.
1: Is that, is that how it works? It's like Santa making his way across America? Yeah. 20, 2021
0: works? Yeah. NORAD was tracking the wave of COVID curings <laughs> the same way they track Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. Cool. Uh, so, uh, I, for one, am
1: very happy that COVID is now over.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, for one, have just been having homeless people uh, spit on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, just, you only have to rile them up a little bit in this dead city that we live in. Um, That's uh, actually
1: very true. It yeah. happened to me while I was in line to get a COVID test.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Homeless guy spit at you. Yeah, a homeless guy threw wooden planks at my girlfriend two weeks ago. What? He, there's a crazy Asian homeless guy who I'm pretty sure his sister ran the laundromat that was on my corner. But it was the grimy laundromat in the neighborhood, so I used to walk an extra block to go to the other laundromat. Oh, that's funny.
1: I uh, I walked the extra block to go to the grimy one in my neighborhood because uh, I owe the
0: good one money. Oh, see, the grimy one wasn't it wasn't cheap enough for me. To, uh, it wasn't cheaper enough for me to even be like, I'm, not, I'm just not. De-. And also, this crazy homeless guy used to be in there because his sister ran the place. Now I've seen him literally climbing, he sleeps on the roof of that building, even though it's been a new store for three years.
1: Well, you know, it was what you're used to.
0: So he sleeps on the roof of that building. He's well, insane and he really dislikes white people. I hear him talking about it um, and swinging at the air. I assume he thinks white people are invisible and stalking him. Um but yeah, he does it so he threw I was like was it the crazy Asian guy? She was like which guy? And I described just like she like, definitely I was like I was like wait a second. You've lived here. I've lived there for 5 years. She's lived there for 3. You've never seen that guy who lives on the roof of the garage on our corner. And she was like no I, that's the first I was like I was like you I'm starting to think that all of the violent crimes that happen to women in the street are just because their head's not on a swivel, is what I'm saying, Mike. You don't notice the—we we were in the store together, and that guy was fist-fighting the ATM like two months ago. And she just didn't notice. And I was like, that's how you—you you know you know who that guy's never thrown wooden boards at? Me, because he knows I kn- I am clocking him at all moments. Because he swings at the air, just like I told you. There's that there's that tall, skinny, like homeless guy who I said two days after moving in that neighborhood. Not me. I'll never be the one. I live here. If you give money to a homeless guy that lives that lives near your house, that becomes a bill. Yeah, it's a tax. That's a tax. That is uh, it's a, the troll it's, toll. It's a tariff. It's whatever whatever you want to call it. That's sales tax now. That's just <laughs> it'll cost you an extra fifty cents to get on a fucking subway. Price of doing business. Exactly. So you got spit on by a homeless person having a COVID test? Yeah, so I was in line to
1: get a COVID test.
0: If you ain't got it, you got it now!
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so I was in line to get a COVID test. Uh, just talking to this, you know, like the, the, the thing in New York is you have to show up at like 5.30 in the morning if you want to get one.
0: Now, that's a stupid way to do it. You got to show up uh, after lunch.
1: 2 no, p.m. no. How long did you wait? Well, an hour, right? To for the, for the No, I waited. Got there at like 5.45, right? Waited like... An hour and 15 for the place to open, then probably another half hour after that. So, like a That's little not under too two hours.
0: That's not too, the first couple of times I went, I would go at like four o'clock and I'd get in and out of there within two hours.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. Anytime I went, the problem is because they run out of tests. They only have like a
0: certain you, amount of tests for the day. Let's just talk about this. Mike, how many times have you been COVID tested? Twice. Twice. Once no, was, three times. Once was right before Thanksgiving and yeah. once was right before Christmas. Yeah. If you go get COVID tested, now mind you, everybody's been around a ton of people for New Year's. Right. If you went and got COVID tested tomorrow, the lines are going to be – first of all, I check the amount of tests given every day just because I, t- I check all the metrics in New York City every day because I'm a fucking insane Autistic person. weirdo? I am an autistic weirdo. We'll get back to you getting spit on. Don't think I forgot about that. <laughs> Sounds pretty hot. Um, But I check every day because when they say the infection rate's going up, you have to check then the number of cases for the day, right? And they give you the seven-day average, but you can also check the actual number. The number of cases have leveled off, but they're reporting the super high infection rate. If you look between the peak of the amount of tests given every day in New York City, uh, right before Thanksgiving, because that's the bigger travel uh, holiday, is right. Thanksgiving over Christmas, um, it's fifty thousand tests less per day. Since and we're still we're, yeah, and we're finding the same amount of people positive because so that means because the- you're significantly more likely to test positive for COVID if you have an actual reason to get tested for COVID. You know what I mean? Like, if you have symptoms or if you've been in contact with somebody who has COVID, like, I I have multiple friends who got, who tested positive because they were around somebody but just never had a symptom and just stayed home for 10 days and they got tested again and they're fine. Like, it, you're way more like, like, but if you have symptoms, you're more significantly, so like, it's like, we're literally just catching the same amount of people. Like, a bunch of people got, all that extra 50,000 people weren't in contact with anybody who had COVID except probably on that line, but they were wearing masks and outside and fucking didn't have any symptoms. So obviously the percentage of people getting caught with COVID is higher. That's what the infection rate is. The percentage of people being tested that have COVID are higher because 50,000 people that didn't need tests who were only getting it to make sure they weren't killing grandma aren't getting tested because they're not going to see their grandma. They don't care about you. All right, so let me get this straight,
2: right?
1: more tests happen right before Thanksgiving, which Uh means obviously they're going to catch more people having it. I'm
0: telling you this. Obviously, the number of cases are up in New York because it's the winter. It's a respiratory infection. The number of cases were always going to go up. okay? And also people are just, look, people are just kind of sick of it. Even when you close restaurants, there's people out hanging out. I mean, look, we were just talking about New Year's parties that were going on on New Year's Eve. I didn't go to one. You didn't go to one. I mean, I guess we're losers. I mean, I got invited to one, you didn't. I got invited to a couple. Oh, there you go. You got yeah. invited to three three? Two. Two? Yeah. Two, I got invited to a couple of New Year's Eve parties too. And it's just like that's just like 30 people in a house yeah. who didn't get tested right before they came, but yeah. we're just traveling for Christmas. Right. Yeah, I felt like that was just
1: begging to get it and I was like I'm not going to risk First two of weeks of work here, which I need to pay
0: my bills. Do we talk about do we ever talk about on the show what you, I said it last week, right? What you said when we were filming that sketch? With yeah. Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, you were ready to go to an 8,000-person rave a couple weeks ago. Well, here's the thing, right? Now, that sounds fun. As right? opposed to a house party with 12 people at it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go hang out with a fucking bunch of shitty... Com- like, I couldn't find... Here's the thing. If I was you able to... You literally just said... You literally just almost called your friends shitty comics, so that's pretty funny to me. Well, they're they're not my friends. Oh, just people that invited you to a show? Or uh, to a fucking party? Yeah. Who invited you? Shitty comic. Do I know him?
2: Yeah. Damn.
1: <laughs> Um, but I wasn't going to like, I hope they don't listen to this. They're not going to invite you to anything anymore. No, they don't listen to any content. If they listen to good content. They wouldn't be such bad comedians. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, so the, uh, so the guy spit on you. Yeah. The guy, the guy, so I'm, I'm waiting in line with this chick and this dude is just walking around. Why like, are you
0: waiting in line with a chick to get caught co- Just some chick? Some chick I, I met? The chick, uh, no. Nah. Different chick. Just some random chick who I met in the line. Oh, you're just bagging up chick. Mike is fucking Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in Dallas Buyers Club waiting for the hot chick to come in with HIV so he get a nut off. Fucking. So, let me get this straight. You're, you're, ta- you're, you're trying to bag up some chick on the COVID line. She's got I- sunglasses and a mask on, I assume.
1: Bruh. I mean, I wasn't even really trying to bag her up. It was just like, you know, she wouldn't stop talking to me. What do you want? I'm fucking hot now.
0: You were wearing a hat and a mask and probably sunglasses.
1: No sunglasses because it was 545 in the morning. The sun wasn't even out yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was wearing well, my... But you were on Molly. So? <laughs> um, so you got COVID. To... All right, so, so this homeless guy came up to you and he was just mad that you he were just getting... starts picking fights with people on the line. He's like, you a white motherfucker.
1: You Hispanic, he said to the chick, and you're I... both devils motherfucker like talking all this
0: shit and i was like you a white motherfucker you hispanic and you both devils yeah who's not he was a, this is a black gentleman yeah no he's asian he was no of course he was black chris i literally just told you, you heard that about impression insane
1: yeah but you heard the impression the I did. guy
0: i'm talking about is definitely i think filipino and kind of talk dude i'm talking about the homeless guy i'm talking about is so embedded in that block they just give him, the key food just gives him the hot food that they're throwing away for the day. I've seen him just sitting behind the counter in the Chinese restaurant by my house. <laughs> I think his, I'll be honest, I think his name is Jason, because I'm pretty sure I've heard people call him Jason, and he's just lived there his whole life. Um... Not on top of that roof. I think he lived in the laundromat and now he lives on top of the roof of the garage behind the building the laundromat was
1: in. Well, as somebody who was homeless uh, once, you know, I, I was living in the East Village before I was homeless. I really didn't leave the East Village much once, once. I became homeless, mm. you know, because it's just what you're comfortable with. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so, so. Over the course of just standing there, he comes over and starts talking shit to us in the line, Mm -hmm. right? Starts talking shit to this chick, starts talking shit to me. And finally, I was like, I'm not fucking okay with this. Like, get your fucking... He's like pointing at me, talking shit, right? I was like, get your fucking finger out of my face. You're gonna have a fucking problem, right? Like, it was just one of those... Like, I was ready to knock this fucking guy out. Um... And he just comes over and just starts fucking spitting like at the floor right in front of me and this chick. And I go to get in this guy's fucking face. Um, he wasn't wearing a mask, so that was the deterring factor. I mean, I'm, I'm online to get a COVID test. They're not going to pick up the COVID I got if I get right. it from this guy. I'm just going to throw this You know what out. I'm saying?
0: I'm not really, even when there's no COVID, I mean, if a homeless guy spit on me, yeah, fist fight. Spit at me, yeah, like at, at my feet. See, there, I'm not, I'm probably just going to be like, dude, go away. I might like get big and yell, but the amount a homeless guy would have to actively touch me, right? Because I don't want to broach the touch barrier with with like especially like a crazy homeless. Right? Because a crazy a crazy homeless is gross. You know what I mean? Like it's the kind of thing where it's like you might not be getting a smell off them now, but if you punch them, you might knock some sort of funk out of. Something, you know what I mean, like, yeah. hit, you know, you know, and you like beat the dust out of an old rug.
1: <laughs> it's like stink pominin' from mall rats, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna hit him, and I'm not gonna get that smell off my knuckles yeah, yeah, for yeah, like yeah, two yeah. weeks.
0: Yeah, it's like you ever, um, you ever pull your finger out of a girl's ass, and there's a little shit under your fingernail, and no matter how much you clean it, it's is a good stink under there for a while.
1: It's like the telltale spot, like you know yeah. it's there.
0: Yeah, well, you, you always it, the smell is still there, <laughs> no matter how hard it just it'll just happen. And that's what I always worry about with fighting a homeless person. I remember I was on the train with somebody once, and this homeless guy, and the guy I was talking to didn't even notice that this happened. And I open a knife in my pocket, because this guy goes, ah, nah, son, from across. He also Asian. And he walks across, sits down, and passes out. And I have this knife open, and he wakes back up for a second. I'm having a conversation to my left. This guy's now sleeping to my right. To my immediate right, nobody in between us. Because he was going to hit me, but then was so high that he fell right to sleep. <laughs> and I, this is like a year ago. And I've got this fucking knife in my pocket, and I'm going, what am I doing? I look at this kid. I was like, we got to go in the next car. He's like, why? I was like, ah, this guy just said some fucked up. And people are like laughing that I'm getting up to move, but I'm like, he, he was, it was like a fa- vaguely in shape homeless guy. He was just like high. First of all, vest bubble vest, no shirt in the winter.
1: Okay, I respect that look in
0: shape. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this guy is gonna be. A, it was taller than me. I'm like, this is gonna be. A That'd pro- be an issue, yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be a problem. Homeless man, high enough where I no amount of hitting is gonna do. Yeah, anymore. he's not gonna feel the first three stabs. Yeah, and like, here's the thing: is like, I assume that if he's wearing a vest with no shirt in the winter, he's gonna be like greased up. There's a reason why they don't let you grease your face before a fight. You know what I mean? Like so, he's gonna. So my fists are gonna like, glide off of his face, even if I connect flush with his cheek. Right. You know. So I was just like, you know what? Let's let's move cars. Let's move cars. That's that's just what you have to do sometimes. Right. Have I ever? You know what your thing with the thing on the line? Did I have I told the story about the truancy place on the show? I don't with know. With the kid, the gang, the, the kid who was like asking everybody if they were in a gang. Don't I don't. If recall. you don't recall, you would recall the story. So I was in. Uh, I got picked up for truancy, and we were brought to this like church in Fort Greene. Where there was like a couple of offices for truancy cops, and it was nobody from my school. It was just me, and I was the only white guy. And then there was an Asian kid that went to Stuyvesant who had come by tech to pick up his Asian girlfriend, and I'm looking around and I'm like, "There's this one kid, you know, you know when there's a dirty kid and you know that kid is just he fights a lot. Like he look, he look, he looked like he 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 smelled of group home." Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. I feel like everybody kind of knows that kid. Uneven haircut. Wearing a sweater, even though you know he would never choose to wear a sweater. Kind of corduroys. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Uh, fucking. And he starts going down to all these kids. And he's like, you blood. You crip. To like all these black kids. And they're like, nah, nah. And he was just like, all right, all right. And I'm like, all right, I'm white. So I have to prove I know what that is, right? So what I'm going to say is, I'm going to say I'm neutral because I'm going to be like, because this way he's not going to say some shit about me being white because he's going to know I know about gang stuff because that's what people who hang out with gang people used to say when they weren't blood or crip. So I'm going to say that. And I say that, he goes, you neutral? I'll fuck with you. Moves right on. Gets to the Asian kid. Last kid in the room. Now, mind you, he has done this and like literally we're all about the same age, 14 to 16, looking at each other like, all right, none of us want to rile this kid up because even if we all beat him up, now instead of being there for truancy tickets, we're getting arrested. Right? None none of us want we all just want to go home and not get in trouble with our parents. Right. And so he gets to the Asian kid, and we're all looking at each other, and he goes, "Yo, you blood?" And this Asian kid goes, "Nah. You crip?" Nah. He's like, "You in a gang?" And he's like, Asian kid goes, yeah. And we all just look at each other like, what? Why would you say? You heard us all say. There was kids clearly wearing red and blue in that room. <laughs> Why would you say yeah? Like, and he goes, he goes, yeah. And the kid goes, what gang you in? And this kid, I don't know if he made this up or what. He goes, purple dragons or rising dragons. It was some dragons. He goes, oh, is that one of them Chinese gangs? This kid, and at this kid, this point, this kid's head starting to sway back and forth. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's got that rock on. He's got that group home swag on him, and fucking the kid goes, the kid goes, yeah, and he goes, let me ask you something. And he puts his finger to his head. He goes, if you're in a gang, what the fuck you so pussy? And this Chinese kid just looks at him and goes, I, I don't know, I don't know. And then that that kid burst out laughing. Like no one I ever heard laugh, (laughs) and we were all just like, "I guess we're allowed to laugh." Like, I mean, it is pretty funny. He goes, "This motherfucker said he don't know why he pussy. I know why you pussy. You Chinese." And that's it. That was the end of the whole thing. And he sat down. It was like the tension built. I was like, I was like, if you weren't clearly going to eventually be an insane person, I would try to make friends with you right now. <laughs> like if social media existed then I would have followed him on Instagram right then and I would still be liking his posts today. Right. You
1: know what I mean? Instead he just
0: followed you out of the fucking truancy office. Yeah. No, I that was the only time I ever saw that guy. He must have been from that neighborhood, but I'm telling you. He was like, you know, whatever, there's kids like that. You know what I mean? Like they do exist. Yeah, but I'm just glad look, we beat COVID. Let's get plus, back to that. It's 2021. Important. COVID no longer exists. Yep. Uh, what are, what are some other 2021 problems? Right? The government functions perfectly now. Yeah. Is because this, it's not 2020 anymore. Is the city alive again? I don't know that the city's alive again because it's still winter. Mm. But I think it will come. There'll be new life in the spring.
1: Okay. Um, so the city's hibernating now. It's no city, longer it, the dead city.
0: Yeah. It, it's ruminating. It's It's going to come back. Okay. Um. But it, 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 it's... So it's over it's all over. We we're, we're all we're all getting $2000 stimulus checks. It's not going to matter. It's not going to affect inflation rates or anything. We're getting 2k, you think? I I don't think we're getting anything, dude. Dude, I know people who got their 600 already. Really? Yeah. Mm. So maybe we'll get the 600, That'd be uh, sick. I, w- I would prefer the 2k. I'm not going to lie, I'll take the $2000. Exactly. I'll buy myself a sword of omens replica. But um, I'm sure you're excited for the the stimulus. Yeah, dude. I would. I'm gonna. I want to buy a new computer. But it, it, here's here's my thing with the stimulus, right? I'll take the two thousand dollars, but I do not want to deal with in six months because businesses are still closed mostly, right? Retail businesses are open, mom and pop, but restaurants are minimum low capacity. They're not very full. Movie theaters are closed. Lo- lots of places are closed, right? Um. <clears throat> Comedy clubs are closed, restaurants, uh, venues. Um, if we all get $2,000, I don't want to hear the same people who said, how could you not give us $2,000, complain when Jeff Bezos is $350 million times $2,000 richer. <laughs> in like eight months. I just don't, I don't care. Just understand that that's what's going to happen if we all get $2,000. That's what happened last time. And then you're like, how did he make so much money? You bought a camera that you didn't need. I saw your one IG story. It was great, ma'am.
1: Here's the problem, though, right? It's like the the, the problem people have with Bezos, mm-hmm. right? Same issue I have with Bezos. Because he's Where, a shitty supervillain. Well, yeah, that too. Right? Just do something cool with that money, man. Make a fucking... Why Why don't I... Look, I shouldn't have to... It shouldn't be a hypothetical... Teach a
0: monkey how to talk, B! You got mad bread! There's so many things you could do. I just, like, it shouldn't be a hypothetical. Centurions? How come you haven't invented the centurions? So, Mike is the, we all know Mike is the underwater centurion with the mustache, but there's no reason why at any given time he shouldn't just be able to put his arms out and then a submarine just builds on his shit. Come on, Jeff Bezos, get on that shit. And we've talked about Elon Musk has dropped the fucking ball. How so? He's a terrible supervillain.
1: I don't know, dude. He's making flamethrower companies, building fucking secret tunnels all around L.A. He's a better supervillain than a, Bezos. They're not
0: secret tunnels. B, Where they go? nothing's going through them except Teslas. And y- just his Teslas. Do you know that? Yes. Could be a cover. Could be a
1: cover. Dude, you don't know what he's running under those underground tunnels, dude. Could just be fucking henchman foot soldiers just walking around with guns constantly, waiting for fucking JCVD to come through and take out a gang of them in one shot.
0: But, but why? But why? For, to what end?
1: That's the thing. What do any of these motherfuckers do? I'm doing? just
0: saying, man, like, come on, do some fucking gangster shit. I don't know, some fucking crazy, Hunt the deadliest game. I'm just saying, it shouldn't be, like, I shouldn't have to look at you and have it be hypothetical, like, yo, I mean. None of them got an Iron Man suit. None what? of these motherfuckers. We got more billionaires than ever in history, right? Could a bear, could a grizzly bear beat a lion in a fight? Yeah, I've been saying, I've been talking about this on stage, where it's like, how the fuck you're going to be a billionaire? And you, the, the first thing you do is go, all right, let's feed a fucking giraffe to an anaconda. Like, I, like, that sounds dope. Yeah. How I would just make a rhinoceros run full speed into the side of an elephant. I, huh. And These are just animal things. <laughs> you get to fucking creepy shit with people. All sorts of shit. Mm. They're not doing nothing. You know? You know what I'm getting at, Mike. I'm not going to say it on air because it's going to ruin the bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll be... If you want to hear the end of that, I'll be in Point Pleasant with Luis J. Gomez and Zach Amico and Uncle Vinny's at the end of the month. Um, but... Uh, it, it, here's my thing. Is like we want... So people are like... You were telling me before, like people are getting real French Revolution on... Motherfucker... Uh, people are just sending Mitch McConnell bombarding his Venmo with $2,000 requests. Which I think is... That's pretty tongue-in-cheek and very funny. He's, like, literally had to be, like, on Twitter, be like, please stop requesting money from me on Venmo. But I'll tell you this. He makes, like, a vaguely good point. So, like, supposedly these uh, checks are not supposed to be going to anybody that makes under $60,000 a year. Under? That's what I heard. Uh, But he's saying that they will. Families of five that make $200,000 a year will get $5,000. And I don't, I kind of, look. That's not why McConnell, McConnell's evil. Mitch McConnell is an evil man. I uh, you I, can tell by his hands. You can tell by the fact that he has a vagina chin and likes to be on fucking television. Anybody with a vagina chin who actively, clearly enjoys being on television is an evil man. He's making us look at that pussy on his neck all the time. You know what do you say? What, what are you saying about his hands? You haven't seen Mitch McConnell's
1: hands? No. Is he uh, always doing like the Mr. Burns thing? Kind of, but they're like, oh, dude, they are. He's gr- gross. got gross old man hands. Are gross. Nah, dude, these are these are next level fucking gross. Uh, Schwartz had uh, Schultz had a fucking joke about this on his uh, fucking Netflix shit, dude. Look at these things. These are.
0: Oh Jesus! Right. What? Those are fucking hobo hands. <laughs> yeah, dude. That looks like. Did you ever see the fucking old hobo that would wrap his feet? in, like, whole boxes of saran wrap and then clip his toenails sometimes on a fucking Q-train? Yeah, actually, I, I You do. know what I'm talking about. Everybody has seen this guy. Yeah, dude, I used to sleep on the Q-train. I know that guy. Dude, oh, that's your boy? I mean... You're the beneficiary on his life insurance? <laughs> that's I mean, what his feet look like. Mitch McConnell's hand. That's a fucking senator. Oh,
1: dude, look at this. Look at him fucking with the hands clasped together. That is so creepy, dude.
0: Oh, it's just one. He just has one weird purple hand. Yeah,
1: I think he. I think he sold his soul, and it's just like the devil's collecting it piece by piece.
0: That's funny. You
1: know what I mean? Just slowly draining the life out of him because his lips are fucked up too. He's got the fucking the wonky eye. He's he's creepy. So everything about this guy's. What's the thing that they sent over to Pelosi's house? So what they did was, they stopped by her crib. Fucking spray painted, two k right on the fucking door right. It was uh, uh, it was two k. It was like we want it all. Um, there was a pig's head in her driveway, which is just fucking badass. Um, pig's head's kind of expensive, not for nothing. Yeah, and then fucking fake blood, uh, fake blood sprayed around. Um, everywhere, uh, yeah, here it is. Oh, and then cancel rent was the other thing that they had up there. Here, look, that's what happened to her place, right? Oh, yeah, cancel. So it's like a line through the 2K, right? I think it's 2K, cancel rent, we want everything, and then the fucking couple anarchy symbols in there as
0: well. I mean, they're not, they're in a weird way, they're not. I feel like the government, the amount of money that the United States government pulls in if they weren't just a corrupt, shitty organization, they would be able to cover this. You know what I mean? The 2K? They'd be able to cancel... Like, they'd have enough goodwill to cancel fucking rent and everything. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, so nobody trusts the government to ever return rent on when it's needed. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, it needs to go back on, right? Because... It it's more than just rent and mortgages that you need. To, like it's more than just paying off the landlord's mortgage that you need rent for. That landlord also has to eat, right? That's income, right? But on top of that, things are going to br- like things break in my apartment every day that I call my landlord about and I go, "Come fix this shit." You break shit every day? Not every day, but like once a week. My girlfriend has broken four doorknobs in That's the bathroom. So many doorknobs. I literally am like, "Are you sitting on them? What are you doing?" Hot. <laughs> Literally, I literally was like, "I was like, how are you breaking so many fucking bathroom doorknobs? You're a tiny person. Hmm. Like, I've never once in my life broken a bathroom doorknob, and just constantly with this shit."
1: Okay, so remember how everybody's also been sharing a uh, a meme, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, like they 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 they're putting the image of Mitch McConnell's address. On uh Oh yeah, that's yeah his they've ad- just been adding Mitch McConnell's address to popular meme templates and being like it was just a meme that I was doing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so somebody finally did something with it and they
0: stopped by Mitch's place. Where's my money? So like they, they forgot the H in where. It's where's my money?
1: Well, you know, they only had so much room with all Where's that fun- my money, Mike? Where is it? Well, they're also uh yeah, and then they also wrote here, um uh something on his window, mitch kills poor oh, yeah, and then there's something i mean that the maybe it's maybe it's like just you know hard to read like they wrote the the h and mitch uh 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 in red on brick, uh which is stupid, shouldn't be doing that that's hmm. not that smart, um you know but like. Dude, that's fucking dope. These politicians should be, you know,
0: have going to bed with like a little bit of fear. You're right. Uh, I think I think you're completely right. I think. Well, I think it's also here's the thing. We were talking about this. We were talking about this a little bit last week, right? Um, where I said I don't. It annoys me. So like, there's nothing wrong with the outrage there, and I think it's kind of a cool thing. But there is this thing where everybody seems to think they know. About politics, and they fucking are stupid. Um, and I noticed this uh, going back to uh, 2016, the Democratic primary. You recall um, uh, Bernie Sanders got screwed, right? Right. You recall this. Uh, yeah, because I remember because so, it happened again this year. And then, yeah. And then, or but, last year. But then, thousands of people that I, well, I'd say dozens of people that I personally know. Uh, we're, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram being like, how could this happen? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, aren't you guys all the ones that want, you guys all went to college. You all want college to be free. But I am the only one of our friend group, our extended friend group that knows how primaries work. You fucking idiots. It is a not a popularity contest at all. Like, did you not know that that was a fucking possibility at all? And they're just like, no, we didn't know that. We didn't know basic American civics. Well, you're fucking an idiot. Just like we were talking last week, and I'm going to throw you under the bus a little here, Mike. But we were talking uh, with Dave Smith on Monday, uh, and you asked him about why there were so many things in the stimulus bill because you wrongfully assumed that the bill that everybody's been arguing about on the Senate floor for the, that include the six hundred dollar checks was a stimulus bill. Right. When it was the omnibus spending bill, it was just the defense. But it was the budget. For the year. That if it didn't get passed, they would have to do that government shutdown thing that they do, which really doesn't shut down anything. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But you didn't know that. No clue. How many people do you think knew that? Uh, How many people did you see on social media and in the jokes being made on like television shows and shit like that where people were going, why is there all this money? And people are literally going, why is there money to Egypt in this stimulus bill? Because it's not a stimulus bill, you fucking idiots. How do you not know that the budget gets passed in fucking September, but you've been literally posting your fucking hot takes? That's one thing. At, look, 2021 is here, right? We've, we've cured hot takes, right? No fevers, no hot takes, right? Okay. Just on this show. You seem like you're getting very upset, Mike. No, I just don't I don't understand why
1: I'm supposed to know, right, that the fucking stimmy bill that everybody's been fucking
0: arguing for quite I'm time. not giving you shit about this, Mike. I'm just bringing up that you said it to kind of segue into the fact that everybody listening to this either didn't know that and was mad, knew that, and just was like, yeah, it's the budget. I'm glad that people – and here's the thing that's annoying about it is I have been complaining about this nonsense shit – for as long as I can remember, that's in the United States government's budget. And now you all know it, and you don't even realize what it is. Like, what are we fucking doing as a country? Like, and then they're just going, well, how come all that's in the stimulus? Because it's not a stimulus bill. You fucking, they, and they've been saying it on the news every fucking day. They have to, they're gonna pass the stimulus as part of the budget. And all motherfuckers heard was like, we getting a check? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. Because it's the, the way they've been portraying it on the news is that they're arguing solely over 600 or 2,000, right? And it's not, there's a lot of other shit in there. That's the only thing they're reporting on, though, because it's the only thing motherfuckers care about. So again, this is fucking the horse shit news media spoon-feeding us fucking shit to make us angry. Stop
0: reading, stop watching shitty news. What's good news? You could watch PBS. I knew that was an omnibus spending bill. Mm. I'll be honest, you know how I learned that they passed the budget in September, The Daily Show with John Stewart. Okay, but anyway, money making, Mitch, your boy. That's your boy. That's my boy. Uh, like an
1: old Devil hands himself. <laughs> oh,
0: what yo? Sh- his hands. Oh my God! Doesn't it look like <clears throat> he was really bad at spit, and he just kept getting knuckled at the end? Like what happened <laughs> to his hands? Like, like. What the fuck happened to his pull up his hands again.
1: All right, one sec. I'm gonna write that down as a title. Mitch McConnell is bad at spit. Yeah.
0: No, it's just
1: um Okay. I mean, dude, that looks like he is fucking necrosis. You know what I mean? Yeah, me like his again. hands are straight up dead.
0: <sighs> yeah, what is Bruh. Does it hold on? Google what is wrong with Mitch McConnell's fucking hands. Jesus Christ. I, what's wrong? He's first been- of all, first of all, go back to that last picture because it's kind of blurry, and it seems like he's Two Face in this picture. It's just his hands, and he's got his one gnarled up hand, like his one scarred up hand, and his, and he's wearing a pinstripe suit, and that he is, looks like fucking Two Face. That is very Two Face. But he, uh, so he might—he's having some issues uh, in Georgia where he might lose his Senate seat, right? Really? Is that true? What's uh, no, going he's on? not. He's not uh, Georgia. Oh, it's not he's him. Kentucky. It's the other. It's the, oh yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. no but, the Georgia thing is the—it's just the runoff that the
0: Republicans might lose the. Senate. Oh, so he might just lose Speaker his, his role as Speaker. Oh, is that the case? As much as shit as I talk, I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the well, because that's the thing. If they lose the majority in the Senate, he. He's not the speaker, you know. He he doesn't get to. He's not the Senate Majority Leader anymore. Okay. But so they've got like this weird race going on, and I just found this one clip on the PBS Newshour that I'm going to send you right now that I want to I want to I want to play real quick because the the race is getting quite contentious. Um, and it was just a very funny clip. Um, but yeah, so people, I mean, I I'll be honest, and this might make some listeners mad, but I the I've only ever donated to two, uh. Two political campaigns in my entire life. Okay, Ron Paul's first presidential campaign. Okay, and uh, whoever was running against McConnell this year. That's so. Funny. I literally hate. Like, he literally he's just an obstructionist asshole on purpose, and he like I there's something that like really irks me about somebody who manipulates policy to do wrong. You know what I mean? Like somebody who, like, you know, the kind of guy who will pick a fight with you because he wants you to hit him so he can call the cops on you. Yes,
1: the the Seth Simon's clause, if you will.
0: I didn't say that. You did. (laughs) Um, But you know, we all know the type. Uh, Yeah, click that link. It's like it's brought right to the thing. Um, But that I just I hate I hate McConnell. I mean, whatever. We know. I like I know people who have worked for him, but like it's just and I if i thought he was genuine in the fact that he actually wanted small government i'd be all for him but he he only doesn't want yeah right to the beginning of where that lady's talking um it, it uh it's such a fucking transparent that he's just a cronyist scumbag you know what i mean i just fu- i i was i whatever i threw him 10 bucks just so i could, i feel like i don't really vote I feel like this will fucking clear my conscience. Well, yeah, you a little. can't
1: vote in Kentucky either. But there's also the flip side of it too, where it's like, you know, fucking Bernie stood up to McConnell and was like,
0: "Yeah, I saw that." All right, but again, you don't want to give us that two K. The spirit of what here's the thing. So, and there, there here's an here's a thing that comes up, and it's, it's more in the vein of people have opinions of this, but they don't actually know about it. So they brought back up the tax cuts, right? What do you mean? Bernie brought back up the tax cuts. No,
1: no, he he it was the uh, defense spending bill, I think.
0: Oh yeah, he well he well he's brought up the tax cuts numerous times on Twitter in the last couple of days. He was like, these people are all of a sudden worried about people with money getting more money, but they gave them these huge tax cuts, but they actually just gave corporate tax cuts, right? To make us competitive with the European Union's corporate tax rate. To you understand that's that's different than handing people checks.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, dude. Again, I-
0: Mike, you're not the target for some of these talking points because you don't, you just are like, you literally, like, in the beginning of this when I said, we just can't complain about Bezos being richer, and you're like, I'm only complaining about Bezos being rich because he, be- he ain't doing cool shit with his money. No, 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 my My beef with Bezos is this is actually legitimate. It's Fat like he- cock. Just makes you feel inadequate. How are you going to have all that money and a thick dick like that, son? We all saw those pictures. <laughs> So my issue with uh, with
1: Bezos is that he is skirted around like he puts off all of the taxes onto third party people. So like Amazon pays like next to nothing in taxes because um, like of the way he has like the the corporation set up. He like he jumps through every single loophole, makes all this money, and then genuinely does not pay his fair share. Uh, did he break the law? No, but the law. But what, what I'm frustrated is the is the is the, sounds the, like yes, your boy Mitch's fault. Sounds like he should stop being able to spend so much fucking money on lobbyists so that
0: the law stays in his favor. If only uh, we all didn't choose Amazon over anything. And I'll be honest, even before we chose Amazon, we chose Best Buy, and Best Buy sucked so much, but was just a little cheap. Like Best Buy sucks. Circuit no, City- you're wrong, dude. Best Buy is dope now. Now. Yeah, Back in the day I remember I went into a Best Buy to buy a tablet And they literally said to me The guy was being Three people were rude to me uh-huh. And I was literally like Hey, can somebody fucking tell me about this tablet And one guy came over and was like Da-da-da. He's like, look man I make commission on this, but I'm not even going to be a dick. He's like, you can get this fucking $80 cheaper on Amazon right now. And I was like, bet.
1: No, nah, they don't make commission. They never make commission at Best Buy. Really? They were always non-commissioned salesmen, which is why he told you that. Because, hmm. you know, they don't give a fuck. What they did, Best Buy actually, the the way that Best Buy leveled up, they went and got somebody who uh, specialized in hospitality, right? So like somebody who was like the Marriott CEO, let's say, and made it so that going into Best Buy was like a... Uh, was like going into some place you'd actually be
0: happy to go into. As it should be. Because I remember I went that's in what honestly, like at this point, if you're running a retail location, I better be like happy there. Yeah. Like you you maybe I think clothing retail has a little bit to go, but obviously not with like all the discount places yeah. are going out of business. You know, fucking JC Penny's hurting, right? Um, What was the big one that just TJ did TJ Maxx? Max, I think TJ Maxx just went under, correct? Did they? I don't think so. One Macy's is filed for bankruptcy, perhaps. Uh, a bunch of these big, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's JCPenney that went away and TJ Maxx is in trouble. But a lot of these stores, and so even retail, it's like even clothing, which is like you should be able to just fucking do it, like because what'd you say?
1: No, you're just not talking to the mic for a sec Oh.
0: No, like, even clothing, which is, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, people want to go buy their clothing and try it on. It's, like, I'll tell you this right now. uh, I went into... I use um, that service. I'm actually going to stop using it because they stopped... They used to have have a personal person that picked out your clothes at Trunk Club. Do you know what that is? It's, like, one of those boxes. So now they just went to... There's, like, an algorithm, and, like, they just kind of send you random clothes. And it fucking sucks. Like, I just... This, they sent me my the third box that I'm like I want none of this. Mm. Like when it was like a girl that I could like message back and forth with, I would I literally was getting clothing that I like loved and like I felt confident in. Dude, when you see this fucking blazer I bought to ring announce at Skankfest, I'm gonna be crushing it, son. I'm excited. Yeah, and F- not just because that means there will be a Skankfest. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it, this jacket is popping. Okay, but that's what I'm saying is like they sent me like I legitimately just feel cool. And, like, now it just sucks. But it's, like, I went into one of the brands that I really liked that they were sending me. I went into their store. It's right by the studios over on Houston Street here. Uh, It's called, like, Rag and Bone. Okay. And I went in there dressed. I don't always wear, like, nicer clothes. I'm wearing a fucking wrestling T-shirt right now. So I probably went in there wearing a wrestling T-shirt because I was going to run my show on Ludlow Street. And fucking, I was like, oh, I like this place. And two salesmen were, like, shitty to me. Like, as soon as I walked in, like, I was poor. I was like, I spend $1,000 a year on this brand. Like, I literally, is just like, all right, I'm done. It's like, if you're not walking into a concierge-level experience right. for anything, yeah. what, what do you even have a store? But here's the thing. like, Think about it this way. Like, banks, you know what a lot of brands do? We've talked about it. Um, did we talk about how much JetBlue sucks on here? Yes. Yeah. So JetBlue invested in the front end. They had five years. Chase was like this. So I have a friend who works at Chase, and for fucking years, Chase had amazing customer service. Like, you'd go in, they would be super nice to you, it would be quick, they'd apologize if they weren't, they had, like, good coffee and stuff, and now, they treat you like dog shit. Because they're just like, oh yeah, none, and like, I asked him, he's like, oh yeah, none of that's coming back. They've, like, fired a ton of the sales force, and they're just like, yeah, like, people just assume that we're better than other banks, because if we've gotten worse, they must have gotten worse. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're loyal to certain things, So, like, a lot of these brands, which I'm sure Best Buy is doing that, they're investing in that now. Yeah. But here's the thing. is like as soon as – you could be nice to me in a Best – like, literally, I would – I'll literally, like, be in Best Buy and just order the shit on my phone. Well, no, that's the other thing, too, where they will price match your shit, right? And you
1: can walk out of it that day. You don't have to wait the two days for prime shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why Best Buy fucking rules now. Yeah. And like, dude, it was, I'm telling you, I went there with my dad. I went
0: there to buy, I had to buy some stuff. I was working a gig and they sent me to buy some shit from Best Buy and it was a nice experience. A very nice experience.
1: It was incredible. Dude, I went there, got my dad a new TV. Like, he got a TV because he had some fucked up hardware that only worked with his hearing aids and like... He ended up getting new hearing aids, so he was able to get a nicer TV. Mm-hmm. Went in there, brought back the old TV. No box. Didn't bring them back. The remote. The fucking uh, like little fucking footstand that it came with. Like none of the paperwork. Right. They just had it in the computer. Like yeah, you bought this so year. Just, he just walked in like a common Puerto Rican. Essentially. Literally just had, I was carrying the TV without a box and was like, will you take this back? And they were like, yeah, sure. Go pick out the one you actually want. Mm -hmm. Right. It was a fucking difference in price of like 30 something dollars. Right. They were like, yeah, just pay us the difference and walk out
0: of here with that. Right. It's a weird thing. We, you didn't live here as a kid. You don't see people just moving furniture anymore. What do you mean? Like, you, I used to randomly just see a guy every now and then, and it, probably a stolen television, but you used to just see a guy walking with a TV. Or a, every once in a while, you see, like, three 20-year-olds with a couch on the subway or something. Yeah. You don't see that as much as you used to. I'll take your word for it. What do you mean? I wasn't here in the oh, 90s. Yeah, yeah you, just, you used to see that. You used oh. to see, like... People be especially like with tube TV. Like you used to see like a dude who like clearly like was just at his buddy's house. His buddy got a new TV and was like, "Yeah, take the old like you know the knobs wouldn't be on it, but it still works." you just got to get the pliers out. You know what I mean? Or- and just like walking with a fucking old ass <laughs> fucking tube t- and like resting every like couple of cars. You know what I mean? Like putting it on the bumper. It's just like a, it's like put it this way. Actually, here's something that you could relate to because this happened. This used to happen everywhere, and you don't see that much anymore. How often do you see somebody pushing a car? Never. When you were a kid, how often did you see somebody pushing a car? Really, only in the movie Karate Kid. Really? Yeah. That didn't happen in Westchester? No, not that Dude, much. Motherfuckers would be pushing cars on the belt parkway. I pushed a car as a child on the belt parkway.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I definitely have pushed a car in my life before. Exactly. Yeah.
0: People used to, and I don't know if cars have just gotten better. Probably. Or people have just gotten soft. People aren't beating the look, man. You don't see as many, dude. I saw a car in my neighborhood. Let me tell you this, Mike. Two days ago, this kid driving, no hood on the car, no front bumper, and like primer on the car. Co- like, not like primer, like dinged up old paint. It was like an old Volvo. Fucking 18 year old kid driving this thing. And I was just like, I wanted to applaud. I like literally clapped. I was literally like, there you go. There you- that car still works. <laughs> That's something we need more of in this country. You know what I think it is? Uh, it's
1: with the advent of cell phones now, it's that much easier to just call a fucking tow truck. You know what That's I mean? That's true. So it's like, before, what else you can are you going
0: to do? you can just pay for um,
1: AAA, yeah. which is only like 60 bucks a year. Right. And you get like a couple free tows with that. Yeah, it's true. You know. And how and, many
0: times you really... No, but honestly, like my mom's car needed to get pushed like... The first car... That we had when I was a kid needed to get pushed like twice a month. She had that no key push to start? <laughs> Dude, my buddy my buddy Danny, his first car came with a screwdriver to start the car with. Gangster. $100 Altima. Gangster. That kid has crashed more car. I may have talked about him on the show before, but he crashed more cars than cars exist. Like, I'm talking about, he stole his mom's car, crashed that into a house. Like, motherfucker was crashing cars. Like, he crashed two. In like two years, he crashed that Altima. Then he bought a Mustang. Crashed that. Bought another Mustang. Crashed that. Bought a Camaro. Crashed. <laughs> Borrowed his mom's Infinity. Crashed. Mom had an old minivan that she had meant to sell. Now she's driving that crashed, Mike. It's like a year. I also know a kid. I've told this story on High Society, but it, it made it into the paper and I texted it to Stanley. I'm like, "No, te- Stanley texted me this photo of this car that was demolished." And then 5 minutes later, I texted him a picture of the kid Danny standing next to it. It was a Benz, <laughs> but it wasn't him that crashed it. It was my buddy Nick, who's a ballroom a professional ballroom dancer who lives in Hong Kong now. He left saw Fucking Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Hell yes. At the UA in Sheepshead Bay and decided to race our other buddy and drift Mm. around Sheepshead Bay. Mm. The bay ends and you can go around in Ham Beach and just brand new. I think it was like a $65,000 Benz wrapped around a lamppost. Like literally, like the image of the other car, which was an Impala in this race, uh, was just no... It was a car with no front past the windshield. There was like nothing. It was severed. Wait, that was the Benz or the Impala? The Impala. The Benz was They just, both crashed? Yeah, they both crashed. Neither one dumb? of them could drift? One of them was a cop.
1: <sighs> Let me guess. He was in the Impala. Yes. <laughs> um, to be fair... I don't think I've ever once gone and seen a Fast and Furious in the in the theaters and not. If I had a car, you were on the city bike drifting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think a new Fast and Furious. I mean Hobbs and Shaw, but that shit doesn't count. Yeah, talking talking real fast. I and I watched Furious. that
0: movie. The, Hobbs and Shaw is not bad. I was all right. It's all right. I don't fuck with a lot of those Fast and the Furious movies, but like in the beginning of the pandemic, I just need to watch anything. I fuck with every single one. Yeah, we well, you know, you're seven. stupid. Um. No offense. Okay. None taken.
1: Dog. I mean that in a good way. Fast and Furious 6, when fucking Vin Diesel jumps, he fucking crashes a tank, right, so that he can jump from one side of a highway to the other and catch Letty Midair and then fucking roll with her so that his back hits the car and neither one of them get injured at all. Dog, I got up, screamed, woo, and then did a full black guy at a magic show lap around the theater. That was the coolest shit I've ever seen.
0: I like the fact that you're reacting that way to a movie. Because <laughs> it's not like, it's not, that's like that, that's like clapping when the plane lands double.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, it is. Dog, he flew through midair. Yeah. Eight months earlier. But he caught call- a
1: soundstage. <laughs> no, no soundstage got fucking lighting like that. That was outside. They filmed that shit on location. Fine. He flew through the air and got Michelle Rodriguez. We had just gotten her back. Letty was gone for like
0: four movies, dog. All right, we're moving on. And we're moving on back because I still want to watch the clip that I sent you. So this is what's going on in the Senate race in uh, Georgia. Let's take a look. See how this somehow ties into Fast and the Furious. Right,
3: let's just listen to a short clip of, of each one, of each side. Radical liberal Raphael Warnock, radical liberal Raphael Warnock, radical liberal Raphael Warnock, from radical liberal Raphael Warnock.
1: And here's the bottom line Kelly Leffler has been campaigning with a Klansman. Kelly Leffler has been campaigning with a Klansman. And so she is stooping to these vicious personal attacks. To distract from the fact that she's been campaigning with a former member of the Ku Klux Klan,
0: and
3: Stephen Fowler, Uh,
0: that—that's all I want to show. (laughs) I just so the first, if you're listening to this, the first uh, audio was uh, Kelly Leftner calling a radical leftist, and that was edited together. You Uh, don't say. But then that second part where he brought up the Klansmen. And here's the thing. I figured we'd learn about this on the show. Can you look up the Klansmen she's uh, campaigning with? It's. It, it was almost like, did did he know that they were... Did the news call him and be like, hey, just so you know, we've edited this together. If you can get us a clip so we don't have to edit it again, you know, it's trying times out there. He's <laughs> like, Klansmen, Klansmen, Klansmen. Like, it was just like, what? It was just it was such a fucking, and I don't know anything about either of these people, right? Um,
1: okay, so
0: so I'm going in it. I'm going in it. I'll fully admit that I'm going into this fully ignorant on this campaign. I literally saw that soundbite and I was like, "That's funny enough to bring to the show."
1: It is. Yeah. Uh, so, you know the the CNN
0: has it written down. Da- it's
1: funnier written down, honestly, because um, he does. It's like. You know, here's the bottom line. Kelly Loeffler has been campaigning with a Klansman, Ozoff uh, told Fox News Wednesday. Kelly Loeffler has been campa- com- campaigning with a Klansman. Again, he repeated, and so she is stooping to the vicious personal attacks to be distracted from the fact that she is campaigning with a former member of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, it later, reads
0: like a David Sedaris essay.
1: It's so much, dude. <laughs> it's just so much. Uh, facts first. This is false. A former member of the KKK took a photo with Lo- Loeffler while she was campaigning earlier this month. Loeffler's campaign said the senator did not know who the man was and would have removed him from the event had she known. This is not uh, this is not at all the same as campaigning with the Klansman, as Osloff said. Politicians often take pictures with people they don't know. Uh, the photo taken at a December 11th campaign event shows Loeffler posing with... To chest- be
0: fair, though, he was wearing a hat. Uh, oh, are you a ghost for Halloween, little boy? <laughs> she, just threw some, she gave him a nutrageous... Well, I thought you meant hat as in like a fucking no. Ku Klux Klan. You meant the sheet. Oh, dude, a KKK... Dude, you know what would be great? A fucking KKK fitted that was so fire that fucking like rappers wanted it. You know what I mean? I, there's, there's definitely not like a crispy... If you find a KKK fitted on the fucking internet, I will be in awe.
1: Dog, there's a company called Aryan Outfitters, apparently.
0: Which- Holy shit! We need to find out about <laughs> Aryan Outfitters. I knew that clip would lead to something good.
1: Uh, it's so lovely. Let me see um, this website. This wh- can't be real. I, it's a, par- it's it's on a parody. It's motherjones.com. Meet okay. the KKK. Okay, no. So it's an article from Mother Jones, which is a uh, super-duper... Uh, lefty woke site um, And they are calling this woman uh, Aryan outfitters
0: Oh she's just a lady Who just makes dope clan hoods <laughs> Oh she's <laughs> She outfits the Aryans What's the name of the guy who invented Jordans uh, They did a dope documentary on him on Netflix I don't know Look it up Okay uh, Sorry, dude. That's a fucking dog. I'm just saying, dude. Yeah, she, you that were... really is like a luchador clansman outfit. We're looking at a, a shiny red and green, like a your Christmas robe. Dog, like that's like you know you know when your girl breaks out the satin sheets and though, you know you're gonna get that good pussy. Yeah, it yeah it's satin. These clan robes are fucking. I don't understand. Like they're not. It's not even like they need to be fitted though. I do like that she had the cardboard out to cut the hood. <laughs> Uh, Arian Outford is a great pun. Um, the lady who makes clan hoods—I mean, that's a fucking super niche thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like she's like a—you know—there's like a couple of people that make like wrestling gear. Yeah,
1: that's it. I mean, look—it it is what it is. It's the job. Uh, the shoes were designed for Nike
0: by Peter Moore, Tinker Hatfield, and Bruce Kilgore. Yeah, Hatfield—that's—that's that's her. Hatfield and Kilgore. Yeah. She's she's those guys of fucking clan. Imagine being like, I don't know. I think your clan hood is uh is that counterfeit? You do you get that? What's her name? Uh, don't close tabs, Mike. We're going back. No, because
1: I'm just bouncing around. There's so much going on here, dude.
0: You got you can't close tabs, bro. All
1: right, fine. Uh, that woman's name is uh Mrs. Uh Miss Ruth.
0: Miss Ruth. Is that a Miss Ruth? You got a Miss Ruth on? That seems like a Miss Booth. You know what I'm saying? Dude, <laughs> well, fuck, you ain't.
1: Five generations of KKK members in her family. So. Jesus. She was, I guess I guess it was one of those things where it's like, you know, her dad was like really hoping that she would be the, the sixth generation instead so she was let me born ask you a, a thing, woman.
0: Right? If you make clan. Let's say there was a demand all of a sudden for clan hoods, right? There was a massive clan robe and hood fucking a run on them, right? Like, they, let's say they, they had a massive member drive. All of a sudden, you could really make money. Like, now, does the clan resist sweatshop labor when there's money involved? Like, when they can make an extra couple bucks, flipping the, Like, if you could get your clan robes into Kmart, would the clan utilize factories in China?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think so, just given... That they know, like, they're down to exploit. They're not actually, though. They're not. Yeah. yeah.
0: that They're not about. That's like, why, like, it's like, it's like, they were like, Trump's in the Klan. It was like, if he's in the Klan, he wouldn't be making his hats in China. It's true. Yeah. I mean, though, no, like, those guys, like, there were guys
1: who were fucking super anti slavery in the sense that they were like, because, yeah, we don't want slavery because let's get the blacks back to Africa. Like, <laughs> let's just get them out of here. You're right. Slavery should end. Let's get the blacks out of here. <laughs> That's a real
0: thing that was happening back then. Oh, that's I swear hilarious. to God, there was like imagine, actual political parties. I can't even imagine hating someone so much that you can't accept enslavement. Like, you can't, you can't, you hate someone so much that you can't see them to be a pack animal. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like when people hate cats. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. I can understand not wanting to live with a cat. You can make that argument. Right. Right? It, it, but they're still adorable. They're still animals. You can't really hate a cat. And I'm not comparing black people to animals. I'm just saying it's like it's like You literally are. It's no, I'm not. I'm comparing the thought process of the clan members to the thought process of uh people who hate cats who I think are kind of on the level of clan members is the actual thing. <laughs> this is adorable, not racist. Fuck. You. Um <laughs> Uh, so, what I'm saying is, is, like, um, I can't even, like... So, it's, like, you know, like, these, like, super, like, racist groups is, like... They listen to, like, polka music. You know what I mean? Like, because they can't listen to anything influenced by African music. So, no drums. I mean, it's, like... How, how do you have that, like... <laughs> dude, like, I, I get being, like, 20 and just being, like, a dude... And being like, I hate everybody that don't look like me and my boys. Like, I, like, vaguely get that. But I can't get behind, like, I hate, a like, imagine never being able to eat Chinese food. Dude,
1: so I did hear about this, right? Like, this was, like, an actual thing they said. Uh, There was, like, a fucking guy who joined a hate group, right? And, like, he was, like, their whole thing is, like, yeah, nothing, nothing black right like it's just it's it's exactly just, bl-
0: just black or all the races no like all the i
1: think it was all the races but like he, he literally said he's like man like i can't fucking uh like i i i, I hate that like we can't listen to rap music and like an older member of the group was like it's the hardest part <laughs> like giving up rap music is the hardest part of being racist
0: dude i remember <laughs> my my buddy was telling me about he had his cousin had like a friend like ignorant dude italian dude from staten island and he was just like literally listening to Wu-Tang, and then, like, he was like, yo, I'm with this guy in the car, and he came up upon a group of black kids, turned down Wu-Tang Clan, rolled his window down, and called all those kids the N-word. If you, again, let's, let's go back to the theme of this show, is shit you should know, but you don't. If you don't know that the Wu Tang clan is black, like literally knew all the words. Like, it's just like, how the fuck? Are you no, know, he's like, no, old Dirty Bastard is shaming them. He hates them. Shame on them. I
1: mean, this was this is literally a Clayton
0: Bigsby level sketch here. Like, what are we doing? Dude, it's real. This is a real thing that happened to a friend of mine. Like it's a fucking crazy thing. Crazy. Good God! You gotta be, you gotta be a real fucking, ins. You gotta be an insane person to be like, you know, I hate blacks. I just love rap music. It's like, you understand? Like, even that's like a like a weird, like, especially like nineties rap. Like, there's like almost caricature You know what I mean? Like, no, like whatever. Like, you know, like Fifty Cent has the lines like, everybody's shooting the body count don't add up. Like, it's like this is a fucking this is entertainment. Like, you can't like like like. It literally shows that there's clearly value in these people, if you like their art, right? No matter what, you know what I mean. Like it's like no matter what you th- you've been beaten into your head. It's like even if you like their food, like it, like you can't say these people have no value. Go back to Africa, and they'd be like, I just really love. Fucking uh, G Unit songs, and wearing my hat not bent at all. Those are my two favorite things. But I hate blacks. What? What? I'm really glad we have. I can. You know what's kind of great? I've got all these Clan hoods from Miss Ruth, Miss Ruth originals, and I've got uh, Air Force Ones that match every set of ropes. <laughs> I got every my... set of silks. I got. I'm like. I'm like. You know who did that for you? Black people. Like he like white people never would have thought of that.
1: I got my AF ones and my mr fives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, it is wild in the sense of like dude, the Jets are about to have like their first Now I, that's
0: the gang that fought the Sharks in West Side Story. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um the Jets
1: are about to have like their first prominent like we had Quincy Carter back in the day. He was a black quarterback, but like he sucked. Mm-hmm. I think he only started for like two, three games Went to rehab with him, bitched him out Told him I was going to pimp out his uh, sister It was a whole thing um, But this motherfucker, uh, uh, Fields
0: Wait, you went to rehab with somebody on the Jets?
1: Uh, he was no longer on the Jets by the time I got to rehab with him but, On the yeah. f-
0: on the football Jets, not the gang that fought the Sharks in West Side Story
1: Both he was in both? I mean, he was pulling double duty, yeah. Oh, he's a two-sport two, two <laughs> athlete?
0: Knife fighting and football? <laughs> well, knife dance fighting. Yeah, knife dance Well, that's even harder. Yeah, dude. You need a lot of cardio for knife dance fighting. And you know, the knife puts you off balance. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like uh, Indian
1: clubs. Well, it helped him with his footwork for being a quarterback later, so that's it was a whole thing. That's true. Um, no, but like
0: I... It's uh, like that commercial where they all wore leggings and did ballet. Remember that from the 90s? That's a real thing that a lot of uh, a lot of wide receivers do. That's, um, that's where it came from. That's where the commercial came from. Right.
1: Um... Um, but yeah, so fucking like the Jets are about to have their first like real franchise quarterback who's black. Right? The franchise? No, no, never that guy. He was, he was, he was uh, twelve years ago. Also Mexican. Um, yeah, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no, so like that actually was like a big thing because the Jets were now like the so wait, 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 head of the uh, more Hispanic I heritage. I don't,
0: month. I don't care about football. Uh, you were in rehab
1: with a quarterback from the Jets. Yeah, and you got into a fight with him. We just shouting you can't actually get into physical fights in a rehab, you'll get kicked out probably. But you know, yeah, we have problems. Oh, you guys were in one. paid
0: rehab together, not
1: court ordered. No, no, no. We we I don't know. I like I think he was getting it paid for by uh by another gentleman by the name of Hollywood Henderson, uh who was a former Cowboys player, uh who smoked crack his way out of the NFL, uh, won the lottery. That's not how you pronounce that's not how
0: you say that. You don't smoke crack to your. Way. You crack smoke your way out of Fine. something. He crack smoked his way out of the NFL. Okay, right, that's better won the lottery. went nothing if not grammatically correct on this program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> won the lottery. Right, fucking smoked it all. Right, was was fucking broken destitute again. Got sober, then won the lottery a second fucking time badass how does this guy just keep stepping and fucking like he just keeps stepping and shitting and winning it's crazy. crazy uh but yeah so his like his mission with that second lottery winning came to like you know just became essentially nfl reclamation projects and this guy quincy carter <clears throat> if i'm not mistaken like drinking like kind of took him out of the nfl and eventually um you know i think he got popped with like a whole bunch of weeds somewhere um so he went to this rehab like on a cop the drug charge he was just moving weight um you know, and he, uh, so he, like, copped a rehab, you know, because, like, you can get out of fucking, you know, yeah. a lot of drug charges your first time your, with what rehab. What was
0: your drug charge that you copped to that you were in rehab
1: for? Uh, no, it was just, I was a bad, bad drunk. I was, you know.
0: Did your parents pay for it? Yeah. How drunk were you? What did you do that made them finally be like, all right, we'll pay for this? Because it's expensive.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was rough. It was, I mean, the, the, the what straw was the, that,
0: What was the inciting? I'll tell you, I'll tell you something not about me, but about somebody else that uh, we've been talking about on the show. Uh, I've had friends who've been wo- woken up, the same guy who crashed all those cars, woke up handcuffed to a hospital bed naked several times. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I should have woken up han- uh, handcuffed to a hospital bed, but I got a uh, got kind of a pass on this one. I fucking uh, drank an entire bottle of uh, Michael Collins Irish whiskey, uh, got behind the wheel of a car, took a tour of the New York trans- uh, transit system, um, you know, like all the different uh, throughways across uh, Westchester, the sawmill, the Henry Hudson, the the... The 287, the whole line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now you're Irish. Yes.
0: And you thought it was okay to drink Michael Collins whiskey? Yeah. Why?
1: Because he was the hero of the story.
0: He invented the terror cell.
1: Yeah. He got us free. Half the country at least.
0: <laughs> hey, one S- man's terrorist su- is another such man's a, freedom such fighter. Such a fucking Irish thing. Yeah, we got half of it. We got half. We got the good half. Come on, I'm clocking out. Who the fuck cares about
1: Northern Ireland? We're
0: about done. I'm clocking out. (laughs) That's Michael Collins. That's your hero. (laughs) Oh, God. He sold the franchise to Al-Qaeda like a fucking (laughs) Bennigan's. <laughs> um, go on. So you, you you got all drunk and you fucking drove around like an asshole.
1: Yeah, fucking crashed the car. Woke up covered in my own vomit. Tried to fight a nurse at the hospital. Uh, pissed in a trash can in the waiting room of the ER. It was a whole thing. I had to get my stomach pumped. It, yeah, I just woke up. Uh, That's because of the cum, though. Yeah, you just like me and Rod Stewart were. You were just back listening to up. back.
0: <laughs> See, I heard that, that. You know what's weird about that is I, when I was a kid, I never heard the Rod Stewart thing. Same.
1: I think we've had this conversation. Little Kim. Little Kim. Yeah,
0: you were also heard a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But I I default to Rod Stewart because you are ancient compared to me. No, I didn't know any. I don't think I knew any other than the Beatles. I don't think I when I was that age, when I heard I heard that in junior high school, right? That's when you hear that story. Elementary school for me, so that okay. makes sense. Uh I heard that in junior high school and I never I don't I think other than the Beatles in junior high no, probably Jimi Hendrix and maybe Janice Joplin, I could name of like rock musicians before the age of sixteen, like that, and may and like anybody like contemporary, like maybe, I you know I knew who Aerosmith was, I knew who the Red Hot Chili Peppers were. My cousin was into Metallica.
1: You know what I mean? Like not a lot. Well, my mom listened to Rod Stewart, so I knew who he was back then. But I, like I said, it wasn't
0: it wasn't my generate my generation was Lil Kim. I'll be on yeah oh yeah I'll be honest. I didn't know. I wonder who it's gonna be. I I'm surprised it's never come out at. Like, as Cardi B or something. Like, that has not re-entered the lexicon. Is, has it not been long enough? Or is the internet just make it too hard for something like that to catch on? No, so I bet... Here's the thing. I
1: yeah, I think it's like that was... I was talking to uh, Zach about this uh, uh, and Rainy and Butterly not too long ago. Like, those were just memes before memes existed. Yeah. Now we have memes, so we don't need those playground stories. Because there's
0: anymore. other ones. I can't think of them... Um, when Richard, I, Richard I, I gear with the gerbil in his ass. R- yeah, that that's a good one. And that, but I think yeah, that was. I feel like that was somebody else before that too. I feel like my dad was Liberace, like I uh, maybe. Yeah, my dad was like me. Yeah, I heard that about liberal. One of these guys. My dad was like, I heard that shit. And all this shit is. It's either real or it's not. Well, who the fuck knows? It happened once to. I'm sure somebody's got something stuck in their ass. You know what I mean? Sure. All right, moving on. All right, we talked a little bit about um, – this is something – I'm going to touch on this, but we're going to come back to it in a later episode. But we talked a little bit about this with the with the spending bill, and people just kind of don't know what they should know. It, it, it's a very strange thing. It is, would you say, Mike, that there's like a, a weird vested interest in this country – of the media portraying, oh, and we've talked about it a little bit on the show before. America is always made is often made to look bad. And again, I think the American government is a criminal organization akin to the mafia. Yeah. Uh, that's my that is my stance. That's why we both own shirts that have the state in the Godfather logo. Exactly. That is right. my uh, my stance. Is uh, the United States government is a criminal organization and it always has been. It's a terribly organized one, but a very uh, overpowered one. Um but that being said, I don't think it's that much worse here than anywhere else. Okay. Would you agree to that? No, I think it's significantly better. Well, so here's what there are, but you get what I'm talking about with this there's a narrative that America is bad. Yeah. That seems to be very put forward by the news media. And we've talked about it on this show, where it's like people say, we were we elected a reality star. So, well, Shinzo Abe nominated, gave the guy who created Deathmatch Wrestling, uh, Secretary of Education, fucking, literally a guy just played a president in a comedy show, and is now the president of the Ukraine. Honduras elected a uh, comedian. All sorts of nonsense shit goes on in Europe. But it's like, we get this, there's this narrative that Americans are dumb. And it's... Dumb. Right? No, yeah, I mean, ignorant Americans. I think it's 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 less dumb, it's more... <laughs> but there's a... No, there's this... There's a narrative that... And I've said this elsewhere before, but, like... There's this weird narrative that Americans are dumb or ignorant or whatever it is. But then you see things, and you go... Well, other countries are fucking... Pretty fucking dumb. Literally, like, okay... uh. The French, a few years ago, and I think they still do this, They're, I don't even really know the origin of it, but they had the yellow vest protests. Right. You remember, it was, I think it was about a gas tax, and that was going to hurt the working class. Sounds about right. Um, and they rioted, wearing high visibility crossing guard vests. Seems pretty stupid, Mike. Well. That's not how you riot when we riot we wear hoodies and bandanas because that's how you riot. Maybe. What's the, what's the benefit of the high-visibility vest in the riot? Uh, you, you can see it better when the cops are beating the shit out of those people. Sure. Typically, you can tell that the cops are beating shit out of somebody that's involved in the riot because they're not dressed like a cop. Yeah, but you get kind of lost in the shuffle versus, like, it stands out. If it's fucking you know,
1: blood on bright yellow, it's...
0: Yeah, uh, you know what it's also hard to do f- when you're wearing a yellow uh, high-visibility vest? Hide behind something from a cop who's beating you up or trying to beat you up. That's why you wear a black hoodie and a black bandana. It's a stupid thing. To, like, you don't commit crimes in a high-visibility vest. You ride a bicycle gingerly through a fucking rainstorm in a high-visibility vest. You crossing guard small children in a high-visibility vest, Mike. All valid points. And it's just... I, I just... I'm starting to get sick of this narrative. And it... You know, we all know where it comes from. It's like... It's like this weird, like, hipster, nouveau, fucking progressive left thing that's incredibly false, right? Like, the amount of shit... And again, goes into the amount of shit that people don't know that maybe before they have an opinion on something, they should know, right? Um, <clears throat> like, for, for example... People want healthcare to be free in this country. I'm sure you would like that. I mean, for me, it is. For a lot of people, it is. I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, and I don't think that that's not a lofty goal for the country.
1: No, I mean, the UN classifies it as a basic human right. So
0: Well, so I have like a weird philosophical issue with calling anything a human right that requires the labor of another person. But I think it's well. But there's nothing wrong with. There's there's no reason why we shouldn't be spending the money we're spending on wars on healing the sick, right? Like, like I don't have a fundamental issue with that. Like we're spending the money anyway. Um, but there's this thing in this country where they're just like we don't have universal health care, blah blah blah. But what what you don't realize like people are fucking half retarded when you sometimes talk to them about this. They don't even realize we're the third most populous country. Most people that say that don't realize we're the third most populous country in the world. Well, okay. D- did you know that? Uh well I figured China and India were
1: more than us. Yeah, I figured. Uh, well,
0: everybody knows that.
1: I would assume Russia would be cuz they're just so much bigger, but no. I guess a lot yeah, of Yeah, most of, that, of is is snow. that is
0: yeah, yeah, more, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I bumble- figured- Bumbles don't count. I figure we were up there. Bumbles? Huh? <laughs> the abominable snowman. Oh. <laughs> I figure we were up there. Uh, so, yeah, we're the third most popular. Right, so uh, the next country below us is Indonesia. This is 165 million. It- it's a big jump. It's a big ju- It's 200 million. Um, no one has better health care that comes close to our population size. National health care. No one. That even comes close.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, India, they're literally shitting in the streets. So you're not going to have good health care if you...
0: I think the rich people in India have good fucking health care. China doesn't have great health care. Um, no, but it's still socialized medicine there. It's not great. It's not good. People are better taken care of here. Okay. There are the outliers. I mean, there are the outliers of people who get fucked by medical costs in this country, and there needs to be something to fix that issue. But there's this weird thing where it's like, I got into an argument with somebody a few months ago and they're going, like, look, and I'm just talking about, like, literally I said something, and they are like, yeah, this is like a terrible place to live. And i was like, this is a person who also grew up with like a pretty shitty life. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this isn't a terrible place to live. And this is like in the midst of the COVID thing. And I'm texting back and forth with a friend of mine. And he goes, he goes, look, man, I just think if I lived anywhere else, like it'd be better off. I was like, I was like, I was like, dog, like both of our parents, we're fucking junkies. And we both are doing... Like we, like, we are both doing better than the two generations that came before us. How can you not be in some way grateful? Like, and it's largely because of where we live. Right? And we, how do you not... How do you not fucking see that and go, Yeah, this is great. Like, th- like this, when you look at the social mobility metrics for a place like anywhere in Europe, really... They're not nearly as good as they are here, and as somebody who needed social mobility, I'm pretty fucking happy it exists here. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Um. And he, this guy goes to me. He just—it's a text, and he says, "Look, I just feel like if I lived in Belgium, at least my fucking health care would be taken care of." And I was like, "Okay, but like, you understand that like the U.S. Uh, has 75 million people on Medicaid." 61 million people are on Medicare. That's almost half the country. Well, it's a little less. That's 40% of the country. Do you know how many people live in Belgium, Mike?
1: Probably way less than 100.
0: 8.6 million people. Right. So put it this way, like, we have more people on public health care in this country than either of the two most populous countries in Europe, which are Germany and uh, France. Okay. And we're approaching the amount of the two of them combined. Like, which is everybody, sure. But we are still covering significantly more people than any other country Well, And I'll be honest, our healthcare system for those people is deeply flawed. Like, I don't know much about the healthcare systems in these other places. Um, it might be better. But before we start being like, "Hey, let's make everybody use these healthcare systems," let's see how bad they are compared to England. When people say "Medicare for all," and I'm like, "You should probably go talk to your grandpa." Cuz like I took care of my dad when he was on Medicare cuz he was an old man. And he wasn't a fan of it. And I'll ta- I'll tell you this right now. As far as the government of the United States doing anything like the United uh, the the United Kingdom's National Health Service, closest thing we have to that is the VA. For real? That's the only hospitals the government runs for, you know what I mean? Like, the federal government run. you know what I mean? Like, that's the closest thing we have. Okay. Look up how many people are served by the VA. I bet it's in the millions, but I bet it's probably more than the population of Belgium. Um.
1: Just as give me the number of facilities. Mm. Uh, so there's 18.8 veterans living in the U.S. today. 18,
0: just 18.8? So that's just, and that's counting the one guy with no arms.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, 18.8. He's point point, 0.8. He's point 0.8. Yeah, he's, he's, he makes up 0.7 of the 0.8. There's yeah. also a guy who's just a leg. <laughs> yeah, he's,
0: he's just a leg, and they somehow implanted his brain onto the leg stump with ice. So he can see. That's good. Can't talk. Yeah, but he can tap his foot to do yeah, Morse code. No, he yeah, he clops like a horse. He can answer two for yes, one for no. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, so that guy's
1: the point eight. Uh but no, eighteen point eight million uh veterans, but not necessarily all of them get VA healthcare.
0: Okay. Well, I mean they're all entitled to it. They're all entitled to it, yes. Okay. There's a reason why a lot of them don't get it. It's because it do you I mean, I'm sure you have grandfather or you have family that's used the VA. Yeah, I mean I live with uh with a roommate who who is VA. Oh, and yeah, he's half a fucking schmuck, you know? He hates it. Yeah. He's got uh in, oh. intense PTSD that they're not talking
1: about at all. So I have the numbers here. Eight point new eight point nine two million people enrolled oh, in the VA healthcare system. So more people than Belgium. Yeah. Than Belgium. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. They had they saw five point six nine million patients in twenty thirteen is the mm-hmm. Latest I could find.
0: Well, that's probably like visits or whatever. So that's the same people coming a couple. You know, there's a lot of old folks. There's a lot of old men in the VA. Okay, in that system. Um,
1: yeah, but they also use it for like you know, so people who are enrolled in the program can get loans through it, and then vocational rehab and. Um,
0: but you all know, kind of you shit. but you you kind of get what I'm saying is like our country was never meant to be a unified country this large. No country's ever worked at this size, right? Not well. Well, China. Yeah, they're doing well. Say something a couple hundred thousand Uyghurs.
1: I don't talk to Uyghurs.
0: Now, that's just a slur for short for short black people, right? Midget black midgets, those are Uyghurs. Is that what that slur is? What? Uyghurs. No, it's for it's for uh I thought it was like we man.
1: Hmm. That's hysterical. Fucking <laughs> Kumia said, "Oh Cuz that's that's pretty racist. <laughs> Kumia uh inferred that Mike Figs might be a name for gay black men. <laughs>
0: that's pretty funny. It's pretty solid, dude. Um But <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> That's really funny. It's um, pretty solid, dude. But no, you know what I mean like yeah. Like you say China. I mean, yeah, China's got good optics. Um,
1: it's not. It's not optics. It's that. It's a fucking country that that you know they game plan.
0: Um, do you know about three hundred years in the future? You think that? Um, yeah. We'll we'll talk about this in three hundred years and see where they're at. Um, no, we won't. Oh, I got a guy. Don't worry, <laughs> it, Mike. Look, uh, I'll tell you this about uh, China and why they're full of shit. Um, first of all, the empty cities. We all know that. Uh, the Uyghurs. Wait, uh, what? You don't know about like the empty cities in China that they build to just bolster their GDP? First of all, the currency manipulation in China, that's a whole fucking... I gotta go back and reread all the shit I read 10 years ago about China's currency manipulation. Yeah,
1: I mean, I remember reading articles in freshman year uh, global studies class yeah. about China, uh, uh, China artificially inflating their... China's dollar. full
0: of shit on how well they're doing they're just bull- they're bullshitting.
1: Yeah, but there is a thing where it's like, all right, China has been China is like legit can like trace its way back to its ancient roots and uh, you know, like Yeah, they, except
0: it's real hard to because at some point uh Mao, Mao Zedong destroyed all the cultural artifacts he could find. Okay. I'm just saying.
1: I'm just saying they legitimately are a monolith who believes that the state will overcome all and that they are de- like Destined to take over the rest of the world.
0: You really think Chinese people are the
1: Borg? No, but I think the Chinese government is the Borg.
0: Yeah, they're, they're forcing people to act
1: that way. And it's not going to work forever. It's a billion people. Maybe. It's working right now.
0: I guess they're, they're crushing it.
1: I mean, dude, if you if you implement uh, social credit scores, right, mm-hmm. and people don't revolt, which they can't because they don't have the weapons to, I mean, we saw how aggressive they were with their lockdowns. There's a reason fucking Wuhan was the most pop- was more popping than Tulum on New Year's. That's true.
0: It's a nine thousand person rave.
1: That was more than nine thousand people. Did you see what Wuhan looked like in New Year's? No. Danny Polishek posted a video. It's fucking crazy. But it's like it's because they literally had the government going around yeah, but
0: you forcing people in their homes with guns. Let's let's be honest here though, Mike. You don't want to live in China. I don't, but they have a billion people that they have so under like, their so In thumb. Wuhan, I think these things are only really happening so that China can keep putting out these videos of these parties in fucking Wuhan. Like they're sending it like that goes away when the press around this goes away. When people get vaccinated, this goes away. Maybe. I mean, they're they're... All I'm saying is this. This is to back to my point. I'll watch the video. But um there is this like weird look, so government will start to inhibit your freedom at a certain scale. Like we're never meant to be this big. I've been saying this for a long time. Like, so like, you know, both California and New York don't get the money back from the federal government that they put in in taxes right okay why the fuck are New York and California not states rights places? Because here's the thing you know where the most people that want universal health care live New, n- in New York. York and California yeah in California in the most Americans that want the highest concentration, the highest the, the biggest overlap in Venn diagram of people that want universal health care and are Americans is California, because it's 40 million fucking people. Right. right? So it's like uh if they were just like, yeah, we want to keep more of our money and defund the fucking government for doing nonsense shit, literally California has the power to do that, and they could side with Texas and New York. And literally, like. California has less people than fucking... They could figure out universal health care, except for the fact that the people in those states know that they are incompetent and can't get that done. What do you mean? Like, so governors get their entire... So it's become this weird thing where governors don't really govern. When a bad thing happens, the mark of a good governor is how much money they get out of the federal government. And I honestly... I'm against it for fucking red states too. Kentucky had a massive fucking pension issue a few years ago where they overspent in their mu- municipal pension funds, and then they just got bailed out by the government. It's like no, like they should have to do like Greece. Remember when Greece was like, hey Germany, can you please borrow the money? I it yeah, just it turns out like you can't just butt fuck boys on the beach with olive oil on your dick, and then like that's an economy. It turns out that you can you gotta like kind of like do stuff. And you can't just like give people butt fucking lube money. Like you can just get handout lube and butt fuckings, and that's the whole economy. Like we just like kinda like can we just borrow some money and then we we'll mm-hmm. like we'll like we'll like make a business maybe or like something. And then Germany was just like All right. Here you go. But they had to come Kentucky should've had to do that to like a neighboring state. The way Greece had to go to Germany. <laughs> God, please, I, I, I'll stop a fucking boys so much <laughs> if I can't fucking boys. Right? Like, he's like, he's like, this is what I'm saying. Is like, people say, like, America is this terrible place. Greece shit the bed on their economy multiple times in the same year. And then Germany just kept giving them money. like, like we're not that bad. I, I don't understand this narrative. There's a narrative who's just like, yeah, Americans are stupid. Americans like. We have more college graduates than any other country, like per capita, than any other country. Yeah. And people literally go, we don't have enough access to education. Then who?
1: (sighs) To be fair, uh, the reason we have so many college graduates per capita is because we... Because too many
0: fucking dumb people go to college. Exactly. And here's the thing. All right, so when people... uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to go way deeper into this at some point. I've been doing some serious research on the college system in Europe versus the United States and how fucking much I'd be super fine with the government paying for college in this country if it looked anything like college in Europe does. Because do you understand that 50% of college students in the United States stay in dorms? Okay. That's almost non-existent in Europe. Really? Yeah. Dorms are fucking... That's Think about, think about it this way. Dorming costs more than tuition in state schools, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that means for what percentage of this college debt issue is dorm, which doesn't exist in Europe? I mean, over 50% by definition. Well, no, no, it, it isn't over 50 it, It's probably like 25% of this problem, of this college debt issue, maybe 30%. You're saying that it costs more than tuition, yeah, but not e- – only half of students stay in dorms, and it's a little bit more than the cost of tuition for most people. Okay. I'm just saying, in, like, most places, you buy an apartment for what it costs a dorm. And it's like – it's like – it's like, yeah, like, Americans are stupid. It's like – but the average American thinks they're smarter than the average person. <laughs> I sent you that article the – 75% of Americans think they're smarter than the average person. We have more – That's col- 65 but oh, still, by yeah.
1: definition, that's hysterical.
0: I literally <sighs> just
1: just responded hysterical.
0: I know I'm smarter than these assholes. That's everybody. That literally... Was, it was just like anybody filling out that survey was just in a bar. Hmm. It was like, I'm smarter than these jerk-offs. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But it's just... I know I'm getting, like, all over yeah. the place with found this. found that nearly two-thirds
1: of respondents believe they are smarter than average. Yes. Which is... The average
0: would be 50%. Because most people think the average American is very stupid. Mm. Despite the fact that we have more college graduates than any other country in the world. Per capita. Not even the most. Only... 23. All right, so check this out. Uh, after
1: corrections, the researchers found that 65% of respondents mostly or strongly agreed that they are more intelligent than average, just 23% disagreed. The rest answered, don't know slash not sure. So 88% of people had a feeling on it one way. I'm surprised that there was 23% of people who were like, no, I'm not smarter than average. I'd be one of those people who's like, no, they're, they're, they're you know, on average most people could figure out how to not be homeless for almost a year of their life. So I'm not smarter than those people.
0: I mean, you have some ex- extenuating circumstances. What are my extenuating circumstances? I mean, like, a lot of people don't have homelessness as a reference. I bet a lot of oh, those... I got you. I, you know what I mean? Like, if your parents just happened to live in the city you lived in, you wouldn't have been homeless. That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people who never leave their hometown. I mean, my parents are dead, or I'd probably live in one of their basements. Yeah,
1: yeah, my folks. Uh, yeah, they fucked up by moving to South Carolina. They're real assholes. It's their fault.
0: I'm just saying. It's like it's a weird thing. Is like, I remember being in my mid twenties and like at, having been on my own for you know a long time at that point. And um, my friends were who had like basement apartments in their parents' house were moving out, and like being like, "Why would you do that? Seems like free rent, asshole." You can fuck chicks down there. It's your own apartment. Yeah. It's like, they don't have, you have a, as long as you have a door, that's your door, that girl, once that girl's in there, she's probably fucking you.
1: Yeah, she's like, who, how many times have you been to a basement apartment and been like, well, who lives up there? It's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? I used to have a fucking one... I used to have the first floor of a two-family house. Never once did a chick ask me who lived upstairs. Could have been my parents. She wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, dude. I used to just, um... Lock my spare bedroom. Because there was all sorts of weird shit going on in there. And, uh... Girls used to ask me what's in there. i am like, none of your fucking business. And that was it. Fair. Right? Um... Look, did I make my point, though, about how people think America is bad and Americans are dumb? Well, Americans are dumb if they think they're above average smart, right? I mean, that's how that works. I mean, I think I'm smarter than the average person, but not by much. Okay. I think uh, there are people that have some knowledge better than mine, but I think I have a unique experience and viewpoint that has led me to um, be able to see things better than some people. You understand what I'm saying? I think I've really laid out my vision for America on this episode of the show, Mike. No? Has this has been disjointed and crazy?
1: No, I mean, I, I feel like all you've been doing is talking about, you know, the, the, the,
0: the way forward for 2021 now that... Now COVID that COVID gone. is gone. COVID's yeah. gone. We know that. COVID doesn't exist. It's 2021. Hot takes are over. My hot take was America, not so bad. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lukewarm take, Mike sure hot takes are over we've solved hot takes we've solved covid all right moving on mike you have a lot of jobs quite a few okay um you produce this show you work for gas Digital. You produce several shows uh you produce a uh, what was it a uh, mythology podcast? A Nordic mythology podcast. You can go check
1: that out. It's uh, called just the Nordic mythology podcast.
0: But nobody else was there with it, huh?
1: I guess not. <laughs> they no, the, no. Uh, first one. They've been at it for quite some time. So. Oh, they've been at it for a while. They're yeah, the they're ready to level up. So they
0: Norse mythology. Yeah,
1: they brought on the uh you know the 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 top dog, the the number one producer in the podcast game to take them to the 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 next level
0: now are they also paying you in drugs no no they're they're actually paying me in money oh yeah so that is that a more important show for you than this one now
1: i don't know dude i've been on this one since the ground floor so none of my projects are more important than the other they're just they're all they're, they're all different okay
0: and so now um you've ventured into what are your money making venues right so you walk dogs
1: uh well I I and did I, before the pandemic and people now are home with their dogs yeah so uh, I do very little of that you occasionally house it? yeah mostly just I I watch the dog and then you know stay walk, at the house and, then and walk it. the dog yeah
0: okay um then you were producing comedy shows that doesn't exist anymore R I P to that career I mean uh, that's gonna come back I, we were just talking about we're gonna do we're gonna do one of these. I'm going to announce it and maybe it won't happen. I don't think any, no one's going to hold me to it, but I think we're going to, we're going to do one of these, we're going to record one of these in Philadelphia this summer.
1: I mean, thank God nobody ever holds anyone to anything they say on a podcast.
0: I mean, nobody ever holds me to anything. I just, I try my best to deliver. Um, so, uh, but you know, you're producing comedy shows uh, and now you've moved on to Digital Pimp. Mm. You're a digital – you're managing a young lady's – now, we can't look at her pictures, although this would be a free advertisement.
1: You're not going to show the pictures on the video, are you? I'm certainly not going to show the videos uh, or pictures that you need to pay $15 a month for.
0: $15 a month? Yeah. So you're managing a girl's OnlyFans. Yes. Now, what goes in – now, it's such a funny thing, Mike – it's It's supposed to be my show But it, <laughs> Every week There's just something that you say While we're eating Thai food Before the show A couple of weeks ago It was that ghosts were stealing your spoons And not your heroin addict roommate uh, Today It's So I'm managing this girl's OnlyFans As I'm eating some uh cow chicken. Yeah, Cow Kmu, that was what it was. And uh all right. Uh <laughs> okay. stop talking because we'll talk about this on the air. Um you are wearing alligator loafers how, first of all, I wanna understand. Did you Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's your bottom bitch. Um This is the first this is your first gal. Yeah. This is your first foray into the pimp game. This is my bottom bitch. Um now, did she is she how do you know her? Um, just
1: you know, we we, we've known each other for just honestly. She DM'd me on Twitter like so. She listens to
0: one of the podcasts. Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. Okay, I think that's how she she came in contact with me.
0: And she was like, you know what? That Mike Harrington seems like he's really got it all together. I need him to manage my side hustle. It's the best producer. What is her? What is her real job? can you say?
1: Uh yeah I mean she's uh she's a personal trainer um you know before Do you want
0: to say the name Sure uh Well I mean like I said you're promoting the thing if yeah. you, if you don't want to you don't have to Yo honestly please let me know because I'm probably going to be the
1: one well uh, I'm not going to say that part but um you know, just let it. Let her know if you do. Uh, if you do decide to go, use a promo code Mike. Just let them. No, I mean, I don't think. I don't think we have a promo. I'll see if I can set up a promo code for Lagoon I mean, look, if listeners, you, actually, if,
0: if you, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, we'll just say Mike Harrington sent me. What's her name on OnlyFans?
1: Uh, let me double check that I have the right one here, uh, but I believe it is. Yeah, it's uh, at Michelle Barbell. Uh, the underscore Barbell. No, no, no. I, I don't think there's an underscore on the OnlyFans. I think it's just
0: uh, at Michelle Barbell uh, on OnlyFans. Let me double check
1: that. Uh, yeah, Michelle. It is okay. It's Michelle M I C H E L L E underscore B A R B E L L E, like uh, like like a barbell you would use to yeah. like. She's the bell of the ball, right? So it's like barbell. And then, that, that. So, like,
0: a bar bell would typically be, you know, the slut you bang at the end of the night. It's a bar bell. She's the bell of the bar. Well, no,
1: it's the... It's the you ever
0: meet the... one of those girls who, like, really... She's cute, not hot, pretty good in that place that you're in. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not saying this is the girl on the OnlyFans. Although, those girls could just hand out cards in those bars with, QV, with QR codes. Be like, scan this for my OnlyFans. And I feel like everybody, you know, you know, the girls I'm talking about, they're just in the bar, you know, they're fucking any new person that comes into the bar. They fucked all the regulars, but the regulars are all still in love with them. Right.
1: It's like, yo, if she didn't fuck you in the first, like, two or three times you went to that bar, she's probably not going to fuck you. No. Yeah, definitely not. Right. Like you had your, you had your window when you were the new and shiny thing. Yeah. Gone Um.
0: I've like been out with girls and like had a drink with them. Like girls, I was like no intention of sleeping with, and like it's like um, I was just drunk and some guys like yeah this guy's good he's good I guess and just let him like oh like you're the that girl in this bar, we just like know each other like you're a fucking oh I didn't realize you were a pick um so <laughs> Michelle Barbell and you're managing her OnlyFans mm-hmm. um. Yeah, let them know. By the way, if like I said, if you
1: do yeah. sign up, Mike Harrington sent me. Mike Harrington sent me. I will. Uh, I don't know. I'll See if I can uh, see what I can do about getting you the second month for free. How about that? Boom! I like that. Look
0: at that. It's a good promo code. You pay for that first month, and this is fifteen dollars a month. Fifteen dollars a month. That's a lot of money for an OnlyFans. And I, oh. I I took a look at her OnlyFans, and I took a look at her Instagram, and I'll tell you this. This is a crazy thing. You, you see, fifteen dollars is not a lot. No, it's, I think it's I think it's a very
1: it's a fair price because most people. How much uh, is
0: uh, porn star Adriana
1: Chechik's... different OnlyFans? I mean that's a very that's a very different price. She's price. working in volume.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying the girl that you're talking about is making she's making like eight hundred dollars a month on OnlyFans, something like that. Now this is before she brought you on. Yeah, she really thinks you're gonna really level her up. But Adriana's is only five
1: per month, five dollars per month. To get you... Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Adriana, not only is she making her money in volume, right, uh, with the... the, the, With the amount of
0: things in her butt. She'd fit a lot of things in her butt. I don't subscribe to that, but, you know, there's a lot of free stuff out there. I would assume. Um... Yeah, so it's the 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 idea for someone
1: like her is the $5 just gets you in the door, right? Then you can message her and she could charge whatever rate she wants for custom videos or whatever. Like that $5 is is essentially it's, nothing. it's, it's really nothing. It's like the door charge. It's the, it's the cover charge to get into the strip club. You know what I mean? I see.
0: So I that see. so it's nothing.
1: Right. So that 15, right, for somebody who's not nearly as established as somebody like Miss But Chetcher. you get the whole thing. What do you mean?
0: with, with the girl you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Michelle Barbell, right? Barbell, uh, you get the whole shebang for fifteen bucks a month.
1: She's there. There's quite a bit that shows up on the main feed. Um, you know, she's still charging for. Is She
0: putting stuff in her butt for fifteen bucks a month. Yes. What's the largest thing?
1: I think just a heart-shaped butt plug.
0: How big's the heart? Is it in a large
1: heart? Is it a fat man's heart? I mean, it's not. It's not my heart, but it's a heart.
0: I mean, she's going to steal your heart by the end of this, Mike. You fall in love very easily. <laughs> Never fall uh, in love with the bottom bitch. Come on. Man. Uh, that's true. Um, so, y- what do you, so she was making, she's making decent money on mm-hmm. this. Now, I noticed that she only had a few thousand Instagram followers, mm-hmm. which is your advertisement for your OnlyFans page. Mm-hmm. So, making that much money on a few thousand Instagram followers mm-hmm. seems fairly impressive. Now, there seems to be a limitless amount of money that can be made. I, OnlyFans is mind boggling to me. Cause I've never like there's a couple of chicks I follow on Instagram that I almost feel like I owe money. So I might throw them a couple bucks on OnlyFans. But like, and also like I know OnlyFans isn't gonna steal my credit card at this point. Right? Like at this point, we all kind of know it's it's a safe, it's like Pornhub. It's safe. It's not like you know what I mean. Like it's not like a scam. Yeah, they're industry
1: leaders. They've done what they needed to do to make themselves industry leaders.
0: Um, so there, but like, it hasn't happened yet. Where one of those chicks, like, like I said, I feel like there's almost like a few Instagram chicks. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna throw you five bucks and immediately cancel, just once, so I feel less guilty about this, about whatever this is.
1: I mean, Chris, that's on you, dude. I don't, I don't have any such qualms about my Instagram history.
0: Whatever this is, I'm just saying. Um, but like, I can't imagine that. Just you know, she's a fitness chick, but like, I can't imagine really the super hot chicks when when I see like the OnlyFans numbers on like some of the, like super hot Instagram girls, but they're not; they're just kind of like doing nudes and not even like getting fucked, and it's like. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm just like, how monthly? Well, I mean,
1: the, you know, that 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 getting fucked shit, it might be on there. It's just in like a pay per view type of.
0: So you have to pay the seven bucks to then pay the five bucks yeah. to watch the video, which mm-hmm. is fine. Like, no, but here's the thing: is like the girls like, like so the girl you're talking about is perfect for her to bring somebody like you on, right? Because like, she's not making enough money. Where, like, these are so her nudes are never showing up elsewhere because the when people rip these sex videos from OnlyFans or whatever, it's for the girls that like, like, they need to get they need to feel like Robin Hood, you know what I mean? Like, Belle Delphine's sex tape was on Reddit and Discord in eight minutes. I don't know who that is. She's, like, one of the bigger e-girls. Um, she had, like, millions of followers on all the things. Whatever. Okay. But, like, she was literally like, I'm going to do a porn. Sign up for my OnlyFans for, like, months. She's got, like, millions of followers. Um, And fucking... That showed up on the internet in ten minutes. And, like... But like for a regular girl, like I almost feel like there is this kind of weird thing, and we talked about it. Um, we talked about it on high Society, but like there was the girl, it was a QDMT who got outed by the post. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the average girl, if you're not working a job where you'll get fired for being on OnlyFans, like if you're a waitress, yeah, chick works at Starbucks too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like if you're like a waitress or you're like even like an office worker, you're not gonna get fired for being on OnlyFans. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're a receptionist. You probably won't get fired for having an OnlyFans unless you're talking about it at work. Like, if somebody finds your OnlyFans, or if your Instagram, if a lot of people follow you on Instagram and then you start an OnlyFans, you're a fucking idiot. Why? Well, if a lot of people, well, at a your lot of people job, at your job at follow your, job. your Instagram, yeah. yeah. Like, if you have like a personal Instagram mm-hmm. that's like just your Instagram. But if you just start an Instagram to, like, post pictures of you looking cute and then start an OnlyFans, you're probably going to coast through, like, a lot of office jobs. You know what I mean? It's almost probably – you can almost probably sue for getting fired for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's technically moonlighting if it's in your contract not the <laughs>
1: moonlight. Yeah, but it's like – I don't know. She did tell me, like, she, she took the OnlyFans out of her Instagram bio when she got a job at a gym – Right, as a personal trainer, because she didn't want a thing where it's like, oh, all of her personal training clients then can go see her naked, and it's like a whole. But now there's like, no gyms. It's a weird conflict of interest. No, there is gyms. She just fucking like she tried to go back to personal training at a gym, and
0: there but was people, no people, people aren't going. Yeah, right. So it's like it. Well, it's like any. It's like all of the other. It's like all of the other service industry things, right? Like so, like things are coming back. It's like my barber. He's like, people have nowhere to go. Why are they getting haircuts? He's like, the only time I've been busy, I went, you know, two days after Christmas, he had a haircut. He's like, the only days I've been busy have been a couple of days leading up to Christmas when we first reopened and everybody really needed to cut. He's like, he's like, anybody that used to come. So and I imagine it's the same for personal training. People still feel, people are like, I'll go to the gym here and there, but mostly I'm going to try to work out at home more. Like,
1: yeah, and the gyms are only at, you know, 25% capacity. So it's like the the pool of people you could have as clients is diminished by 75%. Yeah. So it's like already that's a and very have, hard sell. A lot of people have less money.
0: Sure. Um so what are you doing? <laughs> uh you know, you I mean, like I'm... how I little I really rope doped you there. I literally was just like, yeah, I'm going to let Mike forget about the fact that he brings nothing to the table for this young lady. So what are you doing? So, like I said, I think she's making a great ratio of funds to Instagram followers, mm-hmm. from what I could tell. Mm-hmm. Good, good amount of money.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what do you? What have you done so far? So I, far, I have promoted uh, her OnlyFans bi- to seven billion people, as of this recording. Yes, this show hasn't been released yet. Up till now. <laughs> What have you done? To
1: be fair, I only took this gig on Wednesday of this week, so, you know. It's been three days. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in all honesty, what have I done? Uh, gotten access to her OnlyFans and jerked off to it a bunch. Huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. Market research. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know. You gotta test the product. Obviously. So what is your <laughs> game plan, Mike? So because, um, here's the thing. You told me earlier today you've been fired from... Two gigs this week. Uh, that was like uh, last month. Okay. But, yeah. but you've been fired from two gigs in the last month. Yeah. Okay. And then you got this gig. Yeah. Okay. And she's giving you 10% right. of, of the take. Now, is she giving you 10% of what she's already making or 10% of what you <laughs> you get money next month for doing nothing? Yes. So it is true <laughs> that Girls With Only Fans are stupid. So yes. we know that that's true. Yes. Okay. Um, She's giving you 10% If you do nothing By the time the ne- Her next OnlyFans payout, Which I assume is like Once a month like Patreon They pay you once a month mm-hmm. Um, Well yeah They they had to
1: change that After the Bella Thorne thing Which actually fucked A lot of content creators
0: What do you mean Two paying once a month
1: Yeah So you used to be able To get a payout Oh pay cause out. now
0: char- cause, cause of chargebacks Right Okay
1: So now it's like you, you need to Yeah you gotta You get one payout day A month now Whereas mm-hmm. you used to be able To like get your money Whenever Okay. Yeah, Bella Thorne really fucked it up for everybody. Okay,
0: so for anybody who doesn't know, Bella Thorne was uh, MTV? Uh, I think Nickelodeon. Oh, Nickelodeon think star. Think she Disney she said she was going to post nudes and didn't, and two it was two million people asked for their money back from OnlyFans. It was $2 million. It was a lot of people right. that were just like, well, she said this, and we didn't get it, and they had to do a bunch of chargebacks, but she had already cashed out her account, hmm. and it was a whole thing. Um, but so... Um, Stop skirting the issue, Mike. Uh, what do you? This girl is doing. This is a solid. Where does she live? I'm. I'm not going to say that part. Well, I mean, is it in the city? In the greater New York area, but not inside New York City proper. Not yet. No. Okay, so somewhere where rent is cheaper, mm-hmm. and she's making, you know, close to thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Um. So she's probably covering, assuming she has. Not a husband and children, but two roommates. She's probably covering her rent with right. this. Okay. Um. Why does she need you? What are you like, what are
1: you gonna do? I mean, need is a strong word. She clearly doesn't need me. You okay.
0: Know. Okay. So what is your What value do I add? So let's say we don't have to record another one of these for a week. Right, mm-hmm. you gotta do your other podcast, you gotta do two. Other, but let's say tomorrow you've got a full week. Let, let's say, let, let's say, not only is she saying, Do this for me, you're you now manage my OnlyFans, you're my OnlyFans pimp. Uh, I am saying, Let's say I was your only production client, you made all of your money that you make producing podcasts just working for this show, and we're gonna record another one of these in exactly one week. By next week, seven days, I want you to give me an update on all of the things you've done for this girl's OnlyFans. Go, like what I'm gonna do in the next week?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've already set up a posting schedule. For I've you. already jerked so much I can't jerk no more. <laughs> yeah. I can't
0: jerk no more. I've
1: gotten all the come out. Yeah, all of it. I've used yeah. up all my 2021 come and just these.
0: My balls look like that one California raisins with the fucking sunglasses.
1: They look like Mitch McConnell's hands. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um no so uh so i set up a posting schedule which she didn't have right she's been uh really lacking in the consistency side of things Lazy and I, yeah i mean it's like here's the thing i think that it is a pretty common theme that you see when girls do sign up for an OnlyFans. when you know uh for instance like i've known this girl since the very beginning of the pandemic right it's when she started dming me she like moved to uh the greater new york area right around the start of the pandemic right so we've been like Friends uh, uh, since basically around then, um, you know, and this was somebody who for months and months fought the the you know the the you know you know how many comics I know you know female comics you started only fans in the last year like it's it's an astronomical number right because it's anyone like,
0: that I would like to jerk to that I haven't already seen I don't know
1: I I don't know who I don't know give me give me like name a couple and I'll tell no, you if not, I have
0: I'm not gonna do all that I feel like you know my type I don't mm. um but.
1: So, like, you know, a ton of girls at the beginning of quarantine, like, that was their first move, right? Started in OnlyFans. And I know a number of girls who did that, who made a ton of money right around the time. Well, because in the beginning,
0: everybody had, yeah, everybody had money on hand. Mm -hmm. And it was all, like, it was, like, mostly, most of the girls you knew who made money had podcasts, right? Some of them, not all. But just at least a good amount of Instagram followers. I mean, not even really, dude. Like, fucking,
1: look... I'll give you one, for example. Anya Volz makes a fucking killing on OnlyFans, Mm. right? And, like, she's, you know, I mean, her biggest shit is probably fucking roast battles she's done. You know what I mean? But
0: how does she promote it? I don't know. Like I so how you. are you going to promote this girl? <laughs> uh, so my... Uh, seven days. You have seven days. What will you have done if okay. literally your only job between this show and the next show we record seven days from now is figuring out how to get more people onto her OnlyFans. What do you do?
1: Okay, so, uh, I mean, first and foremost, like I said, this episode is coming out, so that's probably a few signups right there. Okay. Um,
0: Six or seven billion, sure. Right. I mean, look, we've got to, like, People love the show. That's what I'm it's saying, like we got different. seven
1: billion listeners, right? So if one percent of those people sign up, mm-hmm. and I get ten percent of that money, mm-hmm. that's I could retire off that. That's that's true. <laughs> so, um, you know,
0: no, but honestly, let's say this doesn't happen. But I say, look, next week you have to show me. We're gonna we're gonna do a thing. We're not gonna release this part of the show. You don't get this promotion.
1: This is ridiculous.
0: No, but like let's say so you have seven days, and then we're gonna outline what you've done because you just got this job. On Wednesday, Wednesday, and you have you've done nothing but jerk off to pictures of this girl. No, I mean I've done some. You stuff. also walked a couple of dogs, but you did nothing for her, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Is like so if I said we're going to bring it to the show next week, mm-hmm. you had no promotion. What do you, what would you have done by next week?
1: So like I said, uh, the 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 like uh, like I was getting at right, like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Right, who signed up for their OnlyFans like a little bit later Mm -hmm. into the pandemic, they have this kind of like there's still this stigma attached to it where it's like, this is something I don't want to be doing, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not necessarily something they devote like a ton of time and energy into. So my thing was, I went and I was like, all right, this is your new posting schedule. Like these are the quotas that you're going to hit on these days, right? Mm -hmm. We're putting out this on this day, this on this day, this on this day. So um, the regularity of post is what I noticed, like gets a lot of people to sign back up, right? Mm -hmm. Consistently posting fire.
0: Contact. Oh, so they get notifications even if they're no longer subscribed. What do you mean? like if they're not subscribed like it's like whatever whenever there's a sale on something that I used to purchase, mm-hmm. I get a fucking email
1: right I have that option right like now on her back end, I can go send a bulk message out to everyone who's a lap subscriber mm-hmm. right um so that's certainly pro lap a- subscriber yes mm-hmm. pro lap subscriber writing that down mm-hmm. um but the uh that that like so that's the thing where it's like all right this is the new content schedule that we're putting out um in addition there's been like there i signed in there was messages that were like you know 3 days old she hadn't even checked out yet where i was like okay this guy wants this this guy wants this this has to these happen these are for
0: custom videos yes right? what were what was one of them i mean uh, do a
1: you know she's like a uh, like a lifting chick so like do a fucking uh, leg day workout naked you know what i mean like
0: i mean these guys can't really like Literally just put a giant dong underneath where you're deadlifting so that you get onto the dong as you lower the barbell is the thing. It's pretty hot. This is what I'm saying, Mike. I mean, like, literally, mm. like, you have said nothing, and I have come up with, <laughs> that was literally just a reaction to something you were saying. I wasn't thinking about that at all. Right. I'm just saying, Mike, like, what are you really doing well, for squats this? Squats
1: would be probably better than deadlifting.
0: I think deadlifting, because you go, you're going, yeah, squats might be good, too deadlift she could really rest on it for a minute same with squats fucking all that weight
1: pushing that dick you know fucking deep up in her guts be pretty dope um there you go so the so the, we've
0: done something we've look this is a focus group basically. i've also
1: i've also instituted a plan right where every saturday now uh if you have your auto renew turned on mm-hmm. uh which is like a big thing because a lot of people will mm-hmm. you know they just want to see what she looks like naked and they just click the the auto renew button
0: off the moment that they sign up and even which if they were what anybody which I'll be honest I recommend anybody do for any if that is an option for any subscription service Always do that. No, you shouldn't do that because I've instituted a new policy
1: where every Saturday she comes out with a, like a special video, right? For And it only... I, I can select that this video that's going to only go... It's not going to be on, on the main feed. It's going to be strictly through the DMs to... It only goes to people who have auto-renew turned on. Mm. That's a feature that like... And this is going to be the squat-dildo video. Maybe. That might be this week's. Might be next week's. You're going to have to find out by signing up. So what you've basically done...
0: hmm is google how should i fix my only fans account and you've instituted those things right but but so what but, will you do you what you haven't told me is mm-hmm. what you will do within the next seven days
1: okay i mean also you know i mean i i just had her create a reddit account uh which i'm going to be building karma up on for the next week so that i can start posting mm-hmm. you know some of the uh, content from the OnlyFans, obviously cropping her face out of it because that's... See,
0: that's the thing. That, I think, is... That, so that's solid. Right. Because I think creeps on Reddit... So that's where, like, what I said before makes sense, right? So, like, creeps on Reddit want the glory of leaking, like, a good OnlyFans, right? Like, so it's like... Like, if a, if a high-profile chick... I bet, like, I could find Zelina Vega from the WWE's OnlyFans if I checked. I never have and I think she's not nude on it, but I bet it's out there because people there's enough people that want to see that where the guy who leaks that will feel like a big shot.
1: Yeah, I mean, same thing with like Miss Jessie Jess for the UFC yeah. or uh, the chick that we watched. Um, Beck Heather Rawlings? Col- yeah, yeah, Beck Rawlings. That's one. She has yeah. an OnlyFans.
0: So, but what I'm saying is, but dudes on Reddit, since nobody's going to be leaking this girl's stuff because she's not big enough, dudes on Reddit, I feel like, will pay five bucks. That's what's crazy. You show the butthole on Reddit. That's how these guys work show me the butthole and then I need to see your face right I can't jerk to the butthole if I've never seen your face. I mean that's so weird. I'm saying it is a concept I'm, of, kind of, I'm kind of the same way no. but I wouldn't jerk to the butthole like I would just watch porn.
1: No but what I'm saying is it's it, it I can I can sympathize with mm-hmm. that right like because mm-hmm. it's like that's just a butthole in the
0: wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that butthole belongs to. Yeah well it's like yeah like I don't want to see I can't just jerk to a body without a face so weird even if i'm not super into the face if the body's banging i still have to see si- I, I gotta am- know that i'm not jerking off to a decapitated person dude I, I just just i just need to know that it's passable you know what i mean it could be like a fa- vaguely ugly chick at the body slamming enough you know what i mean i'd be like all right you know what i mean like i'm into this mm-hmm. but if i don't know at all you can't put a bag over nothing you can't put a bag over nothing that's a fucking country song. Wait a <laughs> minute. So we've written a country song and you're going to go on Reddit to promote this girl's OnlyFans. That's one thing. I think
1: the other side of it too, Chris, is the just the added value that, like, okay, if a I. A man brings. Yes. Yeah. In the sense that if I tell you to do this thing, right? You are voluntarily giving me money to tell you to do that thing. You're now the asshole if you don't do that thing. That's the most Jewish a pimp has ever sounded. I mean. I the value there is simply that like because more money is going to be going out.
0: Baby, you can leave whatever you want.
1: She can. She can. I mean,
0: you. she's better turn off her
1: auto renew on whatever payments she's <laughs> giving you. I'm just saying, I've been fucking, I've been fired from from two gigs in the last month. What's another one? I really don't give a fuck. But I do know that I do inherently provide value. Uh, because since I've signed on since Wednesday, gotten fucking six new subscribers. What did you do? I was there. I started Wednesday. Six new subscribers. I don't know. I, they still count. Yeah. Still counts towards my metrics. Uh, you. So you did. You literally did nothing.
0: And it's going up. Uh, this girl's made a poor financial decision. <laughs> it really just sounds like you found her at a bus station. The internet. Just. It's just the bus station of the internet or whatever. Wherever you found her. I. Like, <laughs> I assume you slid into her DMs. She slid into mine. And she was like,
1: manage my OnlyFans? I mean, this was after like a, almost a year of like, you know, talking to this girl and grooming her. Yeah. Grooming? <laughs> I mean, to the point where she looks to me for fucking like help and guidance. And I was like, all right, fine. She looks to you for help and guidance? Yeah. On what? I mean, just life stuff. We're friends. <sighs> <laughs>
0: I sometimes ask you how you think this show went. (laughs) And you've been producing podcasts for five years. And I look at you and I go, how do you think that show went? You know, that's good. That's good. We're actual real life, not internet friends. (laughs) Yeah. And she's now, that's the guidance you give me, your friend, going, hey, we've started this show that really matters to me a little bit and it seems to matter to you. What do you think of the episode? Because some of these I feel like I'm like, I don't don't really. I feel like I didn't try that hard. Right? This I think this was a good one. It's been pretty great. Up until this whole thing where you skirted around not doing shit. Like I literally (laughs) I'm fucking mad at myself because you literally just spent the last 20 minutes fucking not Saying a fucking thing. You literally just described how OnlyFans works because you knew I was going to beat you up on the you ain't doing shit for this girl because you're not. You've done nothing. Six new subscribers. How many things did you put in your butt, Mike? None. Six, they, six new those subscribers. Those are not your subscribers, Mike. Did they use your promo code? We don't have a promo code. Well, look, you can go to LZYAuthentic.com. You can get a new fitted. You can get some t-shirts. You can get some hoodies. Look, go to LZYAuthentic.com. Use a promo code CHRIS1. And that is going to hook you up with some fucking sweet merch. But, Mike, you stink. Stink. Go help our boys out at LZYAuthentic.com. Just, just go check out the shit. I guarantee you, if you go on that website, you're going to want to buy something. Because they make cool apparel. The fitteds are dope. I'm telling you right now, LZYAuthentic.com, Use the promo code Chris One. You're gonna get ten percent off your order. And you know what, Mike? What is your promo code offer on OnlyFans? Uh, well,
1: you can uh, you know go sign up uh, at Michelle Barbell and then make sure you send in the to reply to the welcome message that's gonna come out to you the moment you sign up. Just say hey, I'm here from Notes of a Goon, and I will figure out. Uh, you get a free month. How about that?
0: You're gonna give people a free month. Yes. All right, you're going to get a free month. They, none of these people that are listening know what this girl looks like. They can find out. But they have to pay for the first month, and then the second month's free. I mean, Chris, you've seen her.
1: Are they going to be... Look, I personally have jerked off to this girl
0: 15 times. But that's because you think that she's going to fuck you. No, no, no. She's definitely not going to fuck me. What do you mean she's not going to fuck you? She started just messaging you on the internet. Yeah. And we Anybody who and messages anybody on the internet is willing to fuck them. I thought
1: so too, but we've been at this for a year and we haven't fucked yet. So chances are. But that's because happen. she lives in the greater New York area, not in New York. You don't think I'd get on a train for pussy? What about me says I wouldn't get on a train for pussy? That's true. You'd get on a bus for pussy. I have gotten on a bus for pussy. Hey, me too. Right? We've all been there. It's been a long time. So all I'm saying is this is clearly, right? You will not regret this investment. And, and... Even if you don't, you get a fucking whole another thirty days for free. You have this thing you don't like. If you didn't like it for the first, here's the thing: if you didn't enjoy your first month, right, and your free month is coming up, DM me again and be like, "Look, I didn't like X, Y, and Z." So by I next will week, do my best to finish
0: it. Next week, you'll have posted on Reddit a bunch of times. What subreddit are you gonna post to? Uh,
1: the uh, P L A S T T one. That's a good one. What is that? Uh, it's like uh, it's pussy ass. Uh, toes, teeth, smile. It's one where it's like a girl's got to like show her pussy, her butthole, uh, in a row. No, no, it's like it's it, in one picture, right? She's got to be like, uh, smiling, right? Have her titties out, right? Smiling so you can see like her teeth. Um, titties have got to be out. Um, her pussy's got to be out. Her butthole's got to be out. And her in feet same, how do you have your have pussy and your butthole and your teeth in the same? So it's like if you're if you're like lying. On the bed. You got a,
0: like, yoga pretzel?
1: No, no. So if you're on the bed, uh, right, you got your fucking legs up, right, up hold by hold your... let me get my phone out. No, 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 no. No, I'm not doing this, right? Because you're not going to get my PLA or whatever, right? But if you got your fucking... You, you, can, you know you know the angle you can be at to present both your pussy and your butthole if you're on your back, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now lift your legs up so that your feet are in the picture, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, shirt off, smiling. Mm-hmm. okay that's a fucking that's a very popular reddit so you know she's got a bunch of those pictures on her OnlyFans. so i'll put those up um you know i mean i don't know like a chicks who lift forum i'm sure that
0: has to exist on reddit you know and then just yeah lift. i'm sure i'm sure there's a fitness a naked fitness girls there right there's definitely now that i think about it because i used to follow it and then i unfollowed it because it was just it's a little much and i just didn't want it coming up in my feed just naked bodybuilder chicks Okay. She's not on that type, this girl, but like you could probably throw some of the workout stuff. I'm sure she I'm sure she has videos of her naked working out. I know. So here's the thing. Those aren't
1: on the, her fucking OnlyFans page the yet.
0: Barbell is in the thing.
1: That's what she needs a manager for, Chris. Chris, can you not understand that you've already come up with four or five great ideas of what she should be doing that she isn't currently? But it's such a weird She's not going to do that unless she has a man telling her to do it. Imagine you
0: were just scrolling through OnlyFans. Well, you know something? I used to think pimps were abhorrent people. Now I realize that they really need to
1: help these hoes. I mean, look, if it wasn't for a pimp, you think they're going to fuck that extra guy in the night? Get
0: that bread. Yeah, they got to get back out. They're then. lazy hoes. They are lazy hoes. They gotta fuck you got to fucking. How are you gonna have barbell in your? Na- Imagine me, right? I'm scrolling through OnlyFans because I'm running out of jerk material, right? And I go, oh barbell. I'm in a fitness bitches. Let me get this barbell chick. Right, let me check it out. All right, fuck it. What is it? Fifteen dollars. All right, I got money. Let's go. I'm clicking through. And then I'm like, all right, well, she doesn't have pierced nipples, so what's the barbell for? All right, she's probably lifting or something. She probably maybe she's sticking a fucking Olympic bar in her snatch, something, something. She's gaping herself out with the fucking end of an Olympic bar. That sounds fucking hot. I'll fucking look at that and fucking look around. I don't see any of that. I'm fucking all right. Like, well, I I, I don't know what what is she? Is she lifting some sort of plates sort with of her pussy? Maybe that. I don't see that. What the fuck is? What did I just, it's just pictures of a naked girl who's like, she's not aight, but like, where's all the barbell stuff? Like, I, I settle for a little, like if she was just, you know how like sometimes you like you put your dick in the middle of the pussy and you like go up and down when your dick, when your dick's head's still outside? But mm-hmm. Like if she was just doing that with the handle of a kettlebell, like I'll be at that point. And it's be pretty something. hot. Yeah, I'd be at that point. By that point, I'd be like, where's the kettlebell? she should be like straddling
1: the kettlebell. You know she's not going to fit the kettlebell in her, but it'd be hot to see her like... Just like rubbing her lips. Like
0: like her, if her lips envelop the handle just a little bit, yeah. and then she slides back and forth. You know what I mean? I'm writing these all down as possible. I'm just saying, ideas. I'm just saying, I would be really mad that I spent 15. I would complain only, I would as for chargeback. I'll be honest. I'd be like, she got barbell in her name. I don't think you would get the chargeback for that. I'd be
1: pretty persistent. I mean, it doesn't say anywhere in her bio. Yeah,
0: it says it in the name Barbell. It could be her last name. Nobody's got the last name Barbell. Look it up. Nobody? Go to Yellow Pages. Nobody? Nobody. <laughs> and then go to the White Pages, and then you put Barbell in there. Nobody's got the last name Barbell. Oh, the Yellow Pages is businesses. There's probably more people named Babar after the elephant. I mean, I don't that know motherfucker was slinging dick in the 90s. True, he was. Everybody knew who Babar was. Motherfucker was killing it. It was him and King Joffrey Joe. They were the original Epstein Island motherfuckers.
1: Here we go. There's a Melissa Barbell in Voorhees, New Jersey. That's fake. She's on OnlyFans. Paul Barbell in Stoughton, Massachusetts. Also OnlyFans. <laughs> Margaret Barbell? You haven't said a dude's name yet. <laughs> I did. Fucking Paul. That's a girl, Paul. And Ira. Philip? Ira? Let me see Ira.
0: I mean, oh, it's a, no it's the white pages. Is, this is she's in <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess Barbell's a real name. I didn't I never would have thought that. Look, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Um The show's
1: already too long, and you have an interview coming up.
0: Yeah, we do have an interview coming up. I'm re-releasing my interview with Christina Hoff Summers, uh the factual feminist, because I've been trying to do an interview every other week of some sort, some sort of extra uh outside the studio content. And uh we just didn't get it done because is that weird week between Christmas and New Year's So I'm gonna re-release this classic interview Hopefully you guys like it If you don't, fuck up Also, I had her before Rogan, just to throw that out there Also, I mean, what better episode for factual feminism Than this OnlyFans shit? It's true uh, They probably need to talk to that lady Because she'd tell them to get the fuck off OnlyFans And go to school Fact
1: This chick has a college degree She's still on OnlyFans
0: this is what I'm saying, Mike. Remember before when I said that most of the country has college, like more people in this country have college degrees than not? That's that's the actual problem in America, is yeah. that too many people went to college and think they're smart mm-hmm. because they went to college, got drunk in a dorm, mm-hmm. and then their teachers felt bad for them, so they passed them.
1: And I know I'm dumber than average, and I'm still smarter than her. <sighs> I hope she doesn't listen to this, because you might get fired from your pimp job. It's two hours and 15 minutes in. There's no way she has that attention
0: span. No one is still, yeah, no, <laughs> nobody, nobody within it, nobody within OnlyFans <laughs> could listen to two in, two hours and 15 minutes of not one topic. Like, once we started jumping around, she's like, this is a lot. I got to take a nap. All right. Well, this has been Notes of a Goon. Stay tuned for my classic interview with Christina Hopf Summers right now.
1: You gotta say good night. You didn't say good
0: night. Follow me at Chris from B K L Y N on Twitter. Follow Mike at M Harrington on Twitter, and we have those same handles on Instagram. Both of us. I'm doing. I'm using my Instagram now, Mike. Look at that. You didn't even tell me to do that. You're a bad manager, Mike. Well, you know, you're not paying me ten percent. That's a good point. Um, there was something. Oh yeah, and also, like I said earlier, uh, Point Pleasant with Luis J Gomez and Zach Amico. Last weekend in January, go to Uncle UncleVinny'sComedyClub.com, I believe that's the thing, or just whatever, Google Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. We're going to be out there. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be getting drunk after the shows. You want to come watch some comedy. It's going to be great. Good night. All right. So I'm here. I'm talking to Christina Hoff Summers. Uh, she was a, is a former uh, philosophy pr- professor and, and author of Who Stole Feminism? One Nation Under Therapy and uh, The War on Boys. And she uh, currently hosts the Factual Feminist uh, web series on YouTube, which is actually that's actually how I found you is uh, somebody sent me one of your videos because I got into a bit of an argument on Facebook.
3: Um, oh you did. I hope it helped you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it absolutely did. I actually uh th- that's what made me contact you is I ver- like I just after that I voraciously I re- I've watched all of them. Uh I actually just watched oh, you your, have. Yeah, I actually just watched the new one on the UVA uh rape scandal. And that's I oh, guess ca-
3: yeah, some uh people tell me on Twitter they binge they binge watched my videos they got excited about them because it's sort of a new point of view. People are accustomed to hearing uh, a kind of hardline feminist take on things in the media, and I, I try to offer a counterpoint. Be yep. reasonable. Give you know when they're right, I say so, but sometimes they're wrong.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And actually, that's the first thing I kind of wanted to talk to you about was um, the basically the rape stati- the college campus rape statistics, because that was the first thing that I wanted to uh, look at. Because when I first heard those, I my first thought was, "There's no way this is correct." And I, right. everybody called me, you know, I, I got called a lot of bad names by oh, ra- yes, friends. Oh, yes, a rape
3: apologist, a rape denier.
0: Just a misogynist, you know, piece of, <laughs> yeah. of something, you know what I mean, things like this. And uh, it, I just I wanted to talk to you about that because you did do a good job, I think, in kind of debunking these a little bit and just examining them. And uh, just for maybe people who are listening that haven't heard the information that's out there.
3: Yes, well, you will hear all over in the media and you have well this has been going on for a few years the claim that uh one in five young women uh will be sexually assaulted on the college campus that means you you send a daughter to college to you know uh Haverford College or Wesleyan or Berkeley or Ohio State and um uh, she has is a 20% chance she's going to be raped or you know Seriously, sexually violated. What parent would even send a daughter? So it, it's not uh, credible, because this, you know, we're, it's just as if you look at the crime statistics, including rape, they have gone down dramatically over the last 20 years. So they're at record lows, and uh, the best studies we have on campus violence: there's too much violence, there's too much sexual assault, but it, it's by no means anywhere near. One in five the, the the Bureau of Justice statistics suggests it's something like one in fifty so uh, again, too many, but why why make it seem as though it's an, basically an everyday occurrence or, or we're, I mean sort of like a a, a a rape camp in in the war-torn Congo or something well, yeah, so it has to, yeah it's ridiculous, but yet so many people believe it.
0: Now, uh, how are, like, uh, what exactly, I've read that some of the, they they aggregated a few studies, and some of the questions in the studies were, um, they they were inappropriate. Like, uh, people, the the people giving the, uh, administering the questions were uh, counting things as rape, even when the students in question didn't consider it rape? Is, is, Is that true? Right.
3: That's the sort of thing. One of the reasons that that one in five statistic achieved, you know, so much, Became so current is because there were uh, the the Bureau of uh, the Justice Department. The Justice Department gave grants to researchers who did their own rape research, and then it was, you know, it was commissioned or it was it was funded by the Department of Justice. So they call it a a federal survey, but it's not exactly a federal survey. For a federal survey, you have to go to the Bureau of Justice Statistics. Those are solid. That's the gold standard. These reports that are done. By university researchers, they're just a mixed bag. And sometimes there are agendas. And it it, it seems to me, I'm not sure of this, I never know people's motives, but there seem to be some researchers that are very invested ideologically in coming up with high rates of victimization. And it's been known for years there are ways you can do that. If you have, you know, uh, a non representative sample, uh, if you have vaguely worded questions and you the researcher not the not the victim the alleged victim you you determine if it a you know a sexual crime you can get an epidemic you can't but you, will you get the truth will you get an accurate picture of what's going on you will not
0: so was this the case in some in some of these studies that they uh put together that they were using uh statistics where perhaps uh if a woman was saying, oh, I regretted sex after drinking too much, were they counting that as a sexual assault? No,
3: they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Okay. It's, they're more serious than that. But they would, and they may not even have realized that they could get a lot of false positives this way, but they would say, they would say like, have you ever had sex when you didn't want to because a man gave you alcohol? Or have you ever had sex where you, you couldn't consent because you were too drunk? And if you said yes, that counted as a rape. Now, I can imagine cases that were, I would call rape, no matter what the young woman said. She was incapacitated if she's passed out. Well,
0: obviously if somebody's passed out, but I mean, every, I I feel like, I mean. But these
3: were simple drunkenness. I mean, just, you know, and that is controversial. There are some uh, rape crisis activists who insist that no woman, even with, you know, one or two glasses of wine, she cannot consent she if if a boy has hooks up with her, that is a rape. I find that so wrong at, at so many levels i mean it's dangerous for young men because it almost you know a lot of people adults and you know young you know twenty twenty year olds do drink. Yeah, uh, when it. they are romantically, uh, you know, involved.
0: Well, I, I would imagine. So, I mean, a, a large amount of people that I've known have gone to college, and I mean, girls and boys that I remember talking to senior year of high school were excited to go and be able to, you know, hook up with people. I, it, it is just something that happens. Um,
3: it happens, and and it, they are known to uh, drink. It lowers your inhibitions. You you know, you want to go out and be crazy, and they do, and we do have. Uh, um, I, I don't think we have a rape culture on campus, but we have a binge drinking culture.
0: Oh, uh, that and is absolutely true.
3: <laughs> they're just, I mean, the amount of drinking is unbelievable, and I've talked to young women, they say they even, a lot of them will start drinking before they go out, because if they're underage, it becomes more difficult to get drinks, so they'll take shots. They go out, they're already wasted, and um, but the boys are wasted, too, and then there—and then there's there is this this you know hookup culture so there there's a lot of sex that people regret
2: yeah it's and it's that true. there's
3: a lot of miscommunication and do i think it's a problem yes and i think some terrible things can go on but i don't think the solution is to declare a rape epidemic and make it sound as though we have sex predators and people you know a, a sex predator a rapist i, I mean no <laughs> they belong in jail for for many many years I don't know that uh, you know a boy who and a girl who get drunk and have sex that he's he he should go go to jail if that's all that happens. Well, you it, know.
0: it seems to me it's like it's, a, a, it. it's almost counterproductive because it's like uh, it's a uh, maybe putting women on a pedestal like puritanical views towards know, women but it's demonizing Victorian. men.
3: <laughs> I mean, I sometimes I, I think well maybe we have to go back to the that era where we had chaperones and ladies were were put on a pedestal. Um, but I was a de- in my generation we were just getting over that we had I think the year before they had parietal hours and so forth and we we just said no we don't want any of that and the, as a baby boomers we just threw out all those rules and wanted freedom.
0: But I mean wasn't that but the uh, wasn't that like uh, all right I, I wasn't around then but I could say like is not that the core of like basic like uh, old fem not the core but like wasn't that a, an offshoot of like the original feminist movements which was kind of like Absolutely. well, we can get drunk and be irresponsible too. We
3: can be wild. We can be as wild as the boys. And um, well, there was
0: a huge thing. There were people. There were
3: people that worried about it—that women were not going to fare well uh, in a, you know, when you had just completely promiscuous sex, because there's women and men. Not everyone, but on average, have a different reaction, and women seem to be more vulnerable. It It looks as though men have a capacity for promiscuous sex, and not thinking about it. As much well, there's <laughs> more. There's, there's clearly more repercussions. Less,
0: no. There's more repercussions for women uh, with promiscuous sex. I mean, I. Th- but that is also almost neutralized now with birth control that's out. That's readily available. Yeah,
3: yeah. but it might be just part of our psyche. I mean, it might be that we were we just we just are that way because um, you know any sexual encounter can have far more momentous consequences for a woman than a man. So we there's probably a reason why women. hesitate and are you know tend to be
0: a chemical uh, reason here and so
3: forth all sorts of reasons but anyway that's a that that's that's a kind of a you know we won't resolve that but the these differences between men and women but what i think we can do is try to fight for more reasonable policies and right now i'm going to tell you the policies they have on campus The the policies are frightening if you have a son.
0: Well, yeah, every day you hear a new story about somebody. uh, There was a guy from Harvard who lost a a trip to the NFL Combine. Uh, That was a recent story that came out. This this UVA uh, rape thing, the Duke University thing. Uh, There was something at Hofstra a few years ago.
3: Uh, I think they're now – the list is growing. It may be 70 or 80 boys – young men who are suing their school. It takes a lot to sue your school. Who sues anybody? <laughs> but the, reasons, you know, the College kids. They're suing. The, the, the anguish. Because they were they were in kangaroo courts in these frightening situations. Sometimes they, they didn't even know the charges against them. They weren't able to defend themselves. There were the... And the, people came with these arms, with these ridiculous, twisted feminist theories about male, you know, perfidy or original sin. And... Uh, it's, it's – I mean, it's much worse now than it's ever been because the government got involved. It was first activists put out these studies, then they were then sort of more responsible people, used the same methods and got the same crazy results. This was promulgated by uh, journalists, and then the government got involved. And the Office of Civil Rights told colleges – that you are responsible, and if these hookups go wrong and, you know, these are the procedures that basically they want more young men expelled. And if colleges don't have high rates of of young men being expelled, uh, that, you know, implies that they're not doing anything about the rape culture. Okay. So young men are at risk.
0: Okay. Well, um, something else I wanted to talk to you about is uh, you did a video about the catcalling video that went viral uh, by Hollerback. Um, and right. you were the first person that I knew. I didn't know yeah. when I saw the video and I heard a lot about the things about it that they want to uh, create a, an anti calling law, which
3: <laughs> well, that, that's some radical feminists. I think there's a woman at Northwestern that's proposing that, and uh, they these the organization. That uh, there are well, various organizations and women's groups that they they say this is a major you know the human rights issue of our time that a woman can't ran, walk down the street without being called you know hey baby and, and sometimes obscene remarks and so forth and they they think that's a, a new frontier for human rights and I I I've, I mean I do I think that men should know that women don't always appreciate it yes but I don't I I don't I mean look it's the public it's it's when you're out in public, there are all sorts of unwanted you know demands on your attention, <laughs> people begging for money or people with petitions or asking you, you know just I don't know, all sorts of things happen. It's a public square. It's not a, a gated community.
0: Well, one thing I wanted and the to,
3: other thing uh, go ahead.
0: Yeah no, one thing I wanted to point out about that is um, you also pointed out that uh, th- that's a for-profit institution that's doing that, that created that video. it's, it's a commercial. A lot of people didn't realize that. Um,
3: uh, well, you know, I think it's, it's – well, the, the, the company that created the commercial, they, they, they specialize in, in making viral commercials. But they did the commercial for a nonprofit group, okay. Hollaback. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, it seems like with this sensationalism thing uh, that there might be some sort of economic um, incentive for people to keep these sorts of things pervading culture. You know what I mean? This, uh, this cat-calling epidemic, the rape culture epidemic. Uh, and I was wondering, because I know um, you...
3: I, 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 yeah, there's some truth to that, but I'd make a distinction. I, just, I think it's driven by passion. Uh, I think that at the core, there are, uh, especially in the university, there's a group of fairly hard-line third-wave feminists who have persuaded themselves that American women are living in a state of siege, constantly preyed upon by men, battered and raped, and you know, and, and even in the street, we can't have a moment of peace. These, and they truly do believe that there's this toxic masculinity. And now, is any of this true? I, I say it is not. I think that it is delusional, and uh, it's 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 comes from ideology. However, when you talk about profit, I don't think these people are out for profit. I think they're out to, to save the world according to their, their vision.
0: But that. what I'm saying is, like, how. I, I'm, always, I'm very curious because I, I haven't had a chance to read. I know you have the book, Who Stole Feminism. I haven't had a chance to read it. Um, but I was wondering, like, w- like, where did this come from? Like, it, it seems to have gone from a.
3: Oh, a, oh, oh no, a, I didn't give you my second point. So, so, yes, here's where it comes from. So you have that group, but then you have another group. Of careerists who make their living and we have a, a whole cottage industry now of, of harassment officers and, and facilitators and Title IX administrators and and, and you know working in women centers and this uh, it, it's a small little world uh, but they depend on on keeping everybody nervous exaggerating the problem and uh, their salaries depend on it and it's a lot of people and a lot of them are very, uh, outspoken and verbal and, you know, they write a lot of reports. Add to that all of these women's groups who have, and for good reason, there was a time where we, we, when we were fighting the second, the second wave for basic rights, we needed these women's groups. But what do you do once women have their rights? Once we are more than 50% college students, when we're, you know, in so many ways doing as well or even better than men. Not in all ways, there are still issues out there. But overall, the feminist revolution was a huge American success story. But the women's groups don't celebrate as a success. So they push. Well,
0: they, they, need, push to, it. they need to still, I mean, some of it may just be a, they don't want to lose a sense of purpose. Um, you know what I mean? Like right. uh, even the nonprofit groups, if all of a sudden you admit that, because there are far more women in colleges now, and women outperform men in schools. Uh, from from young, the
3: beginning. Yeah. From, from kindergarten through through graduate school. That's <laughs> and, you know, there are even more women now getting PhDs.
0: Yeah, that's actually something and I wanted to talk so, to you about, because I know you have the book um, The War on Boys, which is kind of about that. And I I had heard a little bit, not, not from you, but uh, other things where uh, education kind of changed in the 70s to accommodate uh, the ways girls learn, and that's where, like, while women have done better than men in school for years, uh, it seems to have gotten much worse since this point, since the 70s and 80s. And I just wanted to know what Yeah, well, two, what, what two really things possible. got
3: got worse. Well, I mean, yeah, women have always been better students, but it mattered. Uh, but, but then this, the schools became more feminized. And by that, I mean, the, you know, the, they got rid of recess or cut, cut it way back uh, and got rid of it competitive games, and, and there was a big emphasis on schools, or, you know, Children being more sedentary and sharing emotions and so forth, and all that didn't help little boys. I mean, it's not good for girls not to have enough recess either, but it's terrible for boys, and it's implicated in the this epidemic. With you know, but how did the actual?
0: I I understand that boys uh, do well with you know the time to just run around for a few hours and go back to class. But like the actual education procedures, like was there a drastic change in how things were taught?
3: There was a drastic change in teachers' attitudes. I think there was more tolerance for male antics, and teachers knew that boys and girls were different. It was going to be a bigger challenge to interest that young man and maybe more tolerant of the little boys, letting them read the books they wanted or tell the stories they wanted. today, teachers, if they're in a typical school of education, they learn um, probably these theories – about uh women you know are silenced in the classroom, farthest thing from the truth, but it's taught, and that you know this whole history about the patriarchy, and so when they come to the classroom, they think that the uh girls are the have nots and that the boys need to be kept in place now, I don't think they they go there you know I think most teachers like all you know boys and girls, but they don't know any longer that they've got to it, it's more of an effort and it, and they have to be they have to teach to both boys and girls and there now it's almost all towards the girls and what the girls like and the writing assignments and as i said more personal disclosure and you know if a little boy comes i i have t- told stories about this a little boy will come in you know second grade or first grade and he 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 draws a picture of a sword fight and there was a, a little boy named Justin who did just that in California, and the teacher called the parents for an emergency conference. Something was, Justin had, you know, drawn a picture with decapitated people. And his parents said, yeah, you know, he likes sword fights. And he, and so he, this little boy was shamed for what, you know, most parents of boys have seen. They do like.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I feel like that <clears throat> that's something that uh, it, it always throws me off. I do think that there are things that women gravitate from an early age, and it seems that that is like um, it's like well, girls can be gravitated toward this, but it's it's wrong because mostly boys are. Is that does that make sense to you? You know what I mean, like uh, like the sword fight thing or the the gun zero tolerance thing. I didn't know too many right. girls with toy guns who even wanted toy guns, but all little boys love toy guns. I, I love them. I, I actually just bought on eBay. There's an old RoboCop toy that you can load ca- caps into the back of the action figure, <laughs> which I'm sure would get you thrown out of school right now. It's, it's explosives or something.
3: It's, it, you get thrown out of school for playing dodgeball, you know. War, tug of war has become tug of peace, this sort of thing. And this is just awful for, for little boys who are already less engaged with school. And the teachers tend to be women. Almost all teachers are women now in the lower grades. Very rarely would he have a male teacher. And uh, sometimes, sometimes the teachers don't like boys and the boys know it. And uh, so it's, as I said, it takes a special skill. probably need a very good sense of humor. Boys like that, and they like, uh, you, know, to be allowed to draw the pictures they want and read the stories, and yes, maybe talk about their video games or their, or their skateboard, uh, or a monster that destroyed a city. Um, and you have to tolerate that, not view it as pathological masculinity, and bring in counselors and you know alert the parents. Is that
0: I mean, is that, and, is that and, a term thrown around in school in like lower grade schools now with pathological masculinity? I I've never. Well,
3: heard of it. They here's the thing. That's the theory. Here's how it goes. Those are the theories in the, in the in the seminars in the feminist theory seminars, and these these kind of percolate down to the. Into the teacher's college and then into the classroom, so uh, these are the these are powerful it it, it all you know it's it's, it, it's not going on as much at Harvard but for a while there was a woman, named Carol Gilligan, and people took her very seriously. She didn't have a lot of evidence for her claims about you know how women were silenced and boys were you know had a toxic masculinity but but she she was taught her books were taught and they may they may still be. I'm sure they are still assigned in schools of education, and all and boys. You know, I don't want to blame it all on her, but that there has been a feminization and a growing intolerance for masculinity. And you know, men can handle it if they run into somebody with these negative attitudes; they can just walk the other way. But what if it's your mother or your teacher? Uh, You're in trouble.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, there is yeah, whatever a climate of suppression of. that sort of thing. Um, one other thing I want to talk to you about is uh, like just the permeation of these ideas, because uh, you, you, you put a parallel on it uh, with uh, a daycare scandal. Um, it, it was a video that you made, maybe. About-
3: oh, 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 yes. Well, that was about, if you look at the college now, this is back to the rape crisis scandal. There's kind of a panic about male sexuality, and that males are, it's almost as if the moment kids arrive at especially liberal arts college uh as soon as they get there it's almost as if the boys are seen as potential predators and the girls as potential survivors so they have all sorts of workshops and you know interventions uh and special programs and very and then and then there's a kind of hysteria you have these this fashion now with young women needing trigger warnings because they'll get triggered, and have, because they have PTSD, because they're survivors of some some crime. Which, when you hear about it, it often sounds like a drunken hookup that you know that, that went wrong, not a rape, but they they construe it as rape. They see themselves as survivors. There's a girl. Columbia, who's carrying her mattress around the school? I did.
0: I saw uh, that the they protest. were trying to. They were protesting due process for people accused of rape. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was what that protest was. Yeah. Clear.
3: Well, she she never went to the police. I mean, why didn't she? If she, if what happened to her, she went ahead. And that you see. There, here's another thing. And there's no statute of limitations frustrated. on rape. It, uh, oh no. There's uh, well. There's just there's, there's no due process. But there there, there but you'll get. Uh, the best bet is to go to the police. And now they're not perfect, but uh, they're much better than they used to be. And, and I thank the, the feminist movement for that. Is there? There now are many police departments. Not all, but many have you know people that are experts in in talking to and helping a rape victim. And then and the, and then the police know how to sort out the evidence and 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 you know make the case, help you you know get, at least make it possible for you to make your case. But now these young women, they they don't they're not they're not told they should go to the police. Uh, they're more encouraged to go through these uni- university uh, procedures. Well, well I, I guess mean, now they they do tell them they can either they can do both go through the university and the police. Well, but the emphasis should be on the police.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, well, if a crime is committed. The emphasis should be on the police. But I feel like almost there's a. A culture of the university can almost punish them. It is is will definitely punish them. The police will maybe punish them because because rape is a well, more thing.
3: The you know what the police are going to want evidence. Mm-hmm. And if you let's suppose <laughs> I just read about a young woman named Laura Dunn, who accused two boys crew member, members members for a crew team, and she she accused them fifteen months later, and uh, it, it, and so she goes to the police and she went to the dean and but what would you do if you were a policeman or you were a dean and this young woman is accusing two boys of a crime 15 months ago there's no evidence except her word and they deny it they say that it was consensual she tells you well it was partly consensual but then it wasn't consensual right, it could have been a violation but how do you know and then she went back and had consensual sex with them after that a few times two times i guess
0: which she's not um, saying which she's not saying the further the the uh other times were rape she's just saying the first no. encounter
3: the first one was like these two guys raped her and then she went back and had consensual sex with one of them twice and you know hang hung, and went to their watch tv with both of them and and it wasn't until 15 months later that she was taking a women's studies class and then it suddenly hit her that she she was a victim, see, a survivor.
0: That sort of thing, and, it worries me. I I, I I feel like the people that are preaching this sort of culture don't, they don't um, see the damage, like they're trying to maybe uh, reduce, they're trying to uh, curb certain behaviors in men that maybe is their agenda but I, don't, I think that in, in the long run they don't realize that they're hurting women by creating this like victimhood. I just, I, I happened upon a blog where a girl was asking a question and wanting replies from the readers if she had been raped because a guy didn't ask to change positions during a sexual encounter that was consensual. Like, this is, which is, I mean, it's, it's, to me, over the uh, You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sorry to be a bit crass, but it's... This it's, is it,
3: crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And you know what's sad? There's a whole generation of college people, men, young men and women, that were, uh, there's there's all this paranoia about sexuality. but It should be... Interesting and fun, and you know maybe you'll make mistakes and you'll learn from them and you'll fall in love. But imagine girls are now approaching men as their you know potential rapists, and the boys rightfully should see every girl as his potential accuser. And she has the power; just her word at in, in some colleges is enough to destroy your future.
0: Yeah, I mean it- you
3: could be thrown out of school and marked as a sex predator. Good luck getting into another school, and it will be on your record forever. Mm. So it's very scary, and uh, it's it's weird, really, that this would happen in 2014. And that's why I it, I, I did compare it to the panic around daycares in the 1980s.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. When there was
3: about to be satanic cults, and they were taking evidence from from children, and you know this they were. They planted memories in these kids. Now I think these young women. I don't think anybody planted memories. I think people planted uh, distorted theories about the patriarchy. That mm. just you know, and if these theories were debated outside gender studies, you know, they don't hold water. But the gender scholars—not all of them, but a, a vocal and I think irrational subset of these scholars—they they don't like harsh criticism. They'll just, they'll, they'll, they think you're a crank or you're a right winger or you're a misogynist if you criticize their theories. But the theories are, don't hold water, they're kooky too.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the PTSD thing, uh, all, there seems to be a lot more people claiming PTSD because they've been... Uh, attacked on the internet or these sorts of things. I know you uh, wrote about that also. Oh yeah, just yeah. the victim culture thing, and it is an interesting. And once you start saying victim culture, you get accused of victim blaming. But I think there is. I, I had a chance to check out um, your book. Um, Was it uh, America Under Therapy? Uh, Na- One Nation Under Therapy.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, One Nation Under Therapy.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. so I kind of wanted to talk to you about that a bit too, because it seems like it goes into this the, this uh, this feminism uh, movement a bit. Like it. it and a, there's a correlation there with this uh, this this need. Well, that's for, right.
3: I, there's a, I think that there's been this, uh, this. We are a therapeutic culture, and uh, you know, well, I, I wrote that book with a psychiatrist, Sally Sattel, and we just questioned whether or not that was a good way to live. It's fine to go to a psychiatrist if you have, you know, you're plagued with a with a mental. It absolutely helps a lot of people. Mental problems. Yeah, it helps a lot of people, but for everyday life, it's better to think in terms of personal responsibility, and it's also better to realize that most of most people, surprisingly enough, are amazingly resilient, especially Mm. children. Like bad things can happen to them, and they're fine. I mean, there are some fragile people; they need help. They do get PTSD. But most people don't get PTSD. Most people. Well, you had a stat you know, in get, there? There's even something called post-traumatic growth. After some, you know, bad thing happens, you grow. You you become smarter. Uh, I mean, a lot, we're complicated, and but but we're you know, uh, the, the, the people should not be viewed, in, in, including children, as fragile flowers. You know, who are going to uh, just wilt and and die at the slightest hint of adversity or or upset or distress and and that's what I'm worried is happening on these college campuses. I think these young women they've been you know brought up with the self esteem education and they're the best and nothing and then they get to college, and maybe things don't go the way they want, and these boys were i mean these boys this this girl Laura Dunn, if I look at it, I feel sorry for her because I think she was very hurt. I think she had a crush on one of these boys, and it went badly and and maybe they weren't nice. I don't know enough about it. Uh, but, um, you know, I feel, but, but why would she, how, what created in a person the expectation that everybody's going to be nice to you and people won't, ex, you know, maybe she was exploited. I, I, mean, I, I don't know, because they were all drunk and.
0: Well, just because and, something bad has happened to you doesn't necessarily mean a crime has occurred. It doesn't necessarily, I mean, right. there, there are plenty of men who regret sexual encounters. I mean, myself included. I it just happens. Um
3: it it does and you know i've seen some studies and that's the other thing if you do rape research you should ask men too you should have questions for them because if we're going to define rape as, as sex as unwanted sex um there's a lot of men that um have unwanted sex they're pressured into it or maybe they're drunk and somebody actually i don't say rape them but you know
0: i mean they i I, I have i mean it's anecdotal Obviously, but I mean I have heard tale of people waking uh, of men waking up with that happening right. and I, not, can you know, I can imagine.
3: I can imagine. And for, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, per-
0: the person who I'm thinking of is actually gay and it happened. So it's like you okay, well he, clearly he didn't want this. You know what I mean? Like he woke up and there was a woman, you know, doing that. It, it, like I said, it's anecdotal, but he's a gay. But he's dude, a gay man. If, if, then then
3: what that's a human situation. And then you what you do is you tell them, you know, whatever is appropriate, and you 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 know, don't see them again. (laughs) Yeah. But to turn them into the police and say they're a sex predator, because they're, you know, in another circumstance with another person, would find it fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's true. So that you can't have
3: these sort of rules that, uh, and it's so absurd to have the government. And, And a lot of this is driven by progressives, and I find it so odd, because they always say, we don't want the government in the bedroom, and those are the big arguments against, uh, you know, having laws about contraception and so forth, and I, I agree with that. But then they – now they want to bring all of these deans and assistants, uh, you know, these I, I don't know, these gender operatics on the campus, and now even the government into the uh, dorm room.
0: What's the kind of thing – it, it, it almost seems like um, people – people are starting to think of college kids as not adults anymore. It, you know, it's a expanded adolescence because this is the kind of thing that if, you know, something happened in a high school, this is exactly what but you're dealing with minors in a high school. So like if something like if, if if a dean got wind of sex happening in a high school, he may investigate. You know what I mean? But that's in a high school where you're dealing right. with minors and you absolutely have to look into it. It's this uh, it's this feeling. It, it's this uh, teaching that people aren't. Responsible adults in colleges. That seems to be. Uh, it, it seems to be a, a, a larger problem that it, this reactionary thing. It just. It, it may completely. It's a time when you should be looking for independence, not looking for a reason, not looking for an right. excuse to not strive for independence. But
3: yeah. see, but unbeknownst to most people, behind the scenes, women's advocates, feminist, you know, sort of hardline feminist activists, pressure the government. To reinterpret this Title IX law, we all think of Title IX with sports. You know, it's it was part of the education bill, and it assured that women would have equal access to, you know, uh, opportunities, and you couldn't discriminate on the basis of sex if it was, you know, a public institution. So that was usually about sports and some other things. You, you know, you got that got rid of separate, you know, homemaking classes for girls, and 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 boys would take woodworking, and girls couldn't take you know, that sort of thing is gone. But it, 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 recently, in the last few years, these feminist series came up with the idea that if women were being sexually assaulted and the, and the school was not adjudicating and punishing the culprit, then that means it wasn't protecting her, her Title IX right to, you know, be free of a hostile environment. So she wasn't... So they anyway, they, they construed a law that was intended to be, you know, to allow women opportunities, and now they have... They're using this law in this this new way, and I think that's the problem because they've they're bringing the the they're bringing a the kind of uh, and they're insisting on very rigid ways to apply it. it, and they're doing that to a situation to the you know they're kind of going to adjudicate the campus rape uh, not the you know the campus um, hookup culture, and they want to bring these rules and it's you know it's it's a complicated and. World, this, this 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 hookup culture, <laughs> and deans have been baffled by you know they, a, a well, boy and a girl come in with conflicting stories, and you know angry parents and threatening to get lawyers and you don't know what to do. Well, now the Department of Education has said you have to use a very low standard of proof, a preponderance of evidence, and if there's been alcohol, then that you know suggests that he, he is guilty of. Now, what
0: sex. I don't understand is how they can possibly say that if two people were drinking one person is more responsible than the other. I, I, I just, I've never understood how you can... I, I obviously don't I can't, either. I can't do I, whatever And I was
3: once debating a professor of law, I was just speaking for the Federalist Society at the University of Virginia, and there was a professor who believes in all these things, and I said, wait a minute, what if two people have had exactly the same amount to drink, and they have sex, Could we, would we say they raped each other? And she said, that's theoretically possible, yes. Well, I find it so absurd, and I find it also disturbing because there are people that are sexually assaulted, and it's a horrible, you know, searing and, and it just. Uh, but this appalling. almost diminishes path- that.
0: This diminishes that. Like- well,
3: dif- it does. It trivializes. It's like they're defining rape down, and so it just includes, I don't know what—not just bad sex, drunken sex, which you, you know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe drunken sex sometimes bad sex but not always but it seems that they are saying it is and so it's foolish and everyone knows it and yet I'm not sure it's going to be easy to stop this it's a it's a kind of mania mm. and driven by such impassioned people I, I, I it, to me sometimes this is a bit of an overstatement but it almost feels like when I, I go to campuses to give talks and then these these angry people come women's—not I don't want to say all the women's studies. That's not fair. But gender, you know, zealots—they come. Um, it seems like they're almost members of a cult or something, and they need, um, you know, some intervention or what do you call it? Uh, what was the word they used to use for to uh, if someone was in a cult, they had to be reconditioned into. Oh yeah, okay. Sanity. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> some kind of intervention.
0: <laughs> it is a bit. Yeah, it seems uh, to be a bit much. More... I
3: think they need that.
0: Hmm. I think, well, I mean, I think, all right, in, in colleges you get people who are just uh, impassioned. They need something. People are looking for an identity in college. So if you're, if you're fighting for something, you have an identity, and it's a, uh, it, it seems to be a noble identity. So it, it, I think it kind of, especially with academics who kind of never leave that. I, I, I always kind of think like people who have spent their entire life in college kind of just stay there in some way emotionally. You know what I mean? People who went to right. school and then became a college professor – maybe you just kind of stayed there emotionally, but there's this, there's this uh, striving for identity. So if you're fighting, there is a noble identity there. That may be playing some part into it. It's also the fact... I don't Oh, know. for sure. Yeah, for and sure. It, it's just with the internet, you, these things get out there so fast that they be, I, I feel like more than ever, these statistics and things like this become... Um, they become fact so much... Like, or like perceived fact so much more right. instantly than before. Like even um, like the Bambossi thing. Uh, I know you, you did something on that, and I, uh, this is something that I got into also a ton of arguments about but you got you broke it down well and you said that they took certain stats in younger ages and they didn't show like uh where women right women uh, right. I, I know there are people that are well, yeah they said that
3: parents you know parents cared a lot more and were a lot more ambitious for their sons and their daughters but they would only looked at one year that happened to show that the next year it was, it was normal again and for the other ages it was the same most parents are have equal ambition for their sons and daughters but they made it look as though this was Cheryl Sandberg with her ban bossy campaign and they just they used uh, dubious statistics i don't even know where they got them i couldn't find the source or i guess it was just some random internet uh, web page. They had this claim that, you know, of, of girls, uh, you know, having a massive loss of confidence and so forth. It was just exaggerated and uh, to justify this, this silly campaign. To ban a word that is a completely innocent and I don't, you know, I don't
0: know. It's just, yeah, it just it, seems like a further, It, it well, it, it kind of, it, but it plays in and starting to, um, it's kind of like the, uh, in a weird way, it is kind of like the uh, accusing somebody of rape after taking a class 15 years later thing. It's like, oh, maybe the reason I'm not doing as well right now in college is because I got called bossy in fourth grade. It's this, re- right. it's almost this uh, retroactive victimhood thing. <laughs>
3: It's just so it's so exhausting. Yeah, and, it, it, and they, it is. There's so much information. They're energetic, and there are a lot of them. And uh, and uh, going back to something we mentioned earlier, there there are a lot of people for whom this is their job. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm at my think tank, and I, I I see these exaggerations or these mistakes, and so I have a research assistant. We'll try to figure it out. But there are legions of people who go to work every day to these various women's institutes and centers, and this is their job, nine to five. And they you know they and their staff. This is what they do all the time, and so uh, that's what we're fighting against. We're fighting against a, a kind of I don't know a juggernaut.
0: Yeah, and of, it is uh, it is only it's the groups, it's the bad, not group. the good. I would have never known. I literally would have never known that women uh, get more degrees in biology than men because of the way women in the sciences is, is portrayed in the media. How there's less. Oh, women and in women the, are leaving
3: men in the dust and in, in fields that that used to be. Uh, you know almost all men women have taken over veterinary medicine they're something like seventy percent now in the uh, advanced degrees in psychology and and way you know well ahead of men in biology and 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 what the what the women's groups do is they say oh well, no women are being held back because they don't have the same degrees and number and they look at just physics and engineering and us about those, but they won't mention that how er- other areas where men are very far behind.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, yeah, psychology discrimination.
3: A it could be that men and women just are interested. Once they once they're free to pursue their interests, they pursue you know slightly
0: different. Well, you take styles. the uh, the psychology yeah. thing, um, and it just makes sense that more like um, okay, women produce more oxytocin, which would make them more empathetic, which would make them want to go into things like social work and psychology. It just makes sense. I mean, to me, it makes
3: sense. And and you know what? It's true across the world. There is no culture known in the entire anthropological record where the women are the the warriors and the women are the you know um, the you know, more interested in, in in technology and the and the men are the nurturers and the caregivers. There's just no such society. Now having said that there are many people human beings are complicated, there are many people that are exceptions and there are men who are very nurturing and women who are not and who care far more about, you know, working with things or not people. But if you look at the world, you see even today, after several decades of feminism, the majority of nurses, social workers are women, uh, certainly early childhood educators and so forth. And uh, men are still the welders and, the and you know, the, doing the car repair and uh, the engineers.
0: Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about that just um – do you, in your research for the uh, one nation under therapy, did you maybe find that women? Because I know that women benefit more from sharing. Uh, I, I'm just actually curious because, like, they do go into therapy more, and I like uh, I know you had some statistics in there that uh, there are some people that do better with holding things in, and I was just wondering. Oh yeah, if- that
3: was so interesting, <laughs> because you always hear, oh, you know, there's this toxic masculinity, and it's because men don't cry, and they don't share their feelings. And I know a lot, and I, I think I might have even done this with my sons, is that you think, oh, you try to draw them out, if only they can talk about it. Well, these wonderful researchers at the University of Pennsylvania just did a study, uh, you know, several thousand uh, adolescent boys and girls, and they asked them about what they call problem talk. And what they found is that when girls talk about their problems, they feel a lot better, they feel loved, they feel, you know, that they can maybe a better position to solve it. Boys, the typical boy had a very different reaction. You know, the typical reaction was, they found it weird and a waste of time, and it didn't make them feel better. It no. made them feel worse. Oh, so the after effects it, is
0: they do feel worse. I mean, because this is something because uh, I've had uh, several girlfriends tell me I should go to therapy, and I was like. I feel bad after talking to you about this. I don't want to talk to a stranger. <laughs>
3: right, but I, I really have to, I have to do a factual feminist on that. So women will leave their husbands alone, and and the girls will leave their boys. They don't want to talk about it. It makes them feel worse. Now the the, the reason, the good thing about this is stoicism is adaptive. Male stoicism, and these researchers even say one reason women might be, women are more likely to be, as you say, like go to. You know, have depression. That this this tendency towards rumination and talking about your problems it may make uh, women more prone to depression. And They say maybe the women should be more sto- stoical and just sort of, you know. Now that's it's it's more complicated than that. But the fact is. We should just think these things through before assuming that there's one way that's better and one that's not. And I think that, you you know, they did say a very good thing, these researchers, that if you have a son or a husband or a man that you love and he has a problem and you want him to talk about it, the best way to do is to present it as problem solving. Because he said men are problem solvers and they'll, you know, okay, if they think it can achieve something, all right, let's break this down. Here's the problem. And there, there's even a group of uh, mental health experts in Australia that realize that men aren't going to therapy because it's it's really based, typical therapies are based on the needs of women. And that men, uh, you shouldn't talk about mental, to to like adolescent boys, you talk about uh, mental health and, and uh, or mental illness, and they think of, you know, insane asylums and straitjackets. <laughs> they said you should talk about mental fitness and tell them that here's how you're going to get fit, and they even have... I don't know some computer uh, programs and things that are you know so they don't have to interact with anybody, <laughs> and mm. it's helping. Uh, so um, I think if we're it's one of my my these issues I disagree with with some of my colleagues. In, in
0: so the, maybe that's I, I
3: do think the sexes are different, somewhat different. I mean, there are exceptions, but there are rules.
0: There, I mean, yeah, there's obviously exceptions, uh, but there's I mean, there's so much there, there's so much differences physically, chemically in men and women. I, I that's something that I've always. People just need to understand that there is differences from birth. It's not everybody's not equal. Like, right.
3: they, and both sexes have their their virtues, and you know they're, they're not, there's not one sex that's more moral or more generous. Uh, men express their generosity in different way their generosity. Women are more likely to, you know, as you say, to be caring and want to listen to problems. Men are more likely to want to fix something, or and certainly the ones that usually do the the rescuing if you're ever in real trouble. Yeah. Uh so uh, both both are we need both. I mean, oh, it's yeah. obvious the but sexes be... are there's a complementarity. There's a, a yin and a yang.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, and and because... we we're, we're
3: fighting against it because of these delusional academics. And these academics are so intransigent and self-righteous. And as you say, they call you names if you disagree with
0: them. It's absolutely – that's something I wanted to talk to you because you don't go a day – like with Gamergate and all this, um, you don't go a day without reading about someone who's an activist getting death threats or something like this. I was just curious. um, Have you kind of received stuff like that from the other side that seems to be uh, claiming that their opponents are doing this? You know,
3: oh, they do it to our side. I've had oh, once I, on Twitter, I got a series of threats. It just turned out to be from a buffoon in Connecticut that I don't even think he was allowed to leave the state of Connecticut, uh, but uh, because of some petty crimes he's committed. But uh, that sort of thing, um, and you know, people say very nasty things, and you know, it, but uh, it just—I just—it just comes with the territory. But I don't—I didn't get hysterical and say I was threatened. I'm going to leave my home.
0: You didn't get—you didn't get PTSD uh, because, from it. What? You didn't get PTSD from it?
3: <laughs> yeah, they seem to. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe somebody's been – I'm just not sure how serious to take Internet threats. I mean, has anybody ever – have they had – I mean, look, if you're being threatened by your your ex-husband or, you know, someone's stalking you, that's one thing. But on the Internet, just from some – some random fool.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if somebody's uh, some threatening to kill you over a thought,
3: you know, malevolent predator. But but are they going mean, to? Has anybody gone after any? I don't know. I haven't heard of any any consequences. I, but I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm sure there's something. <laughs> but but there are many threats all the time, routine, and uh, men get them more than women. The Pew Research Center did a very good study. Men get, women get sexually, you know, put down more, but men get uh, threatened. And insulted more. Hmm.
0: Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's um, true. That's all. I mean, if if you've ever played Xbox, that's pretty much what it is. It's just men insulting each other for hours on it.
3: Yeah, but here's the thing. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but I've, uh, I'll ask you. It seems to me, having watched men and my boys play video games, they, they, boys insult each other, but it's kind of a way that they express camaraderie.
2: Oh, absolutely. And humor.
3: They're, and the funnier you can, they're funny, and their humor is aggressive. I think that's one reason. Boys and men tell more jokes because of that, that youthful uh, joshing and you know hassling each other. And I think that that girls that that get along well with guys and and and, and you know and play those you can play video games and be happy. They they just go along with it. But I think that if you had some hypersensitive. You know, grievance feminists coming in to play video games, and people were calling her names and so forth. She's, oh my God, it's a hostile environment. Well, it's a hostile environment for a hypersensitive person that doesn't like that kind of, you know, uh, you know, raucous and in, 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 you know, joking, uh, insulting camaraderie. But uh, but I think it's fine.
2: Oh, I yeah. like.
3: I mean, I like seeing my boys do it. I don't do, really do it very much, but may I do a little bit? But it's not. Typical woman's thing.
0: Well, there's there's a joke. I mean, we we've, we've always said it amongst friends. Is like any, like it it, it, it is almost uh, incentive. Any little thing you do to improve yourself, uh, every one of your friends will insult you for. But here's the thing: if you succeed, it makes it that much sweeter. You know what I mean? Like any yeah. self improvement, yeah, a, yeah. a new
3: haircut. No, and you know what? It's not. And it's uh, I, my my son's brothers brothers do it to each other. I mean that they they couldn't be closer. But, you know, I'm sure someone could say, oh, they're insulting each other all the time and say, you know, and just looking for funnier and funnier ways to put each other down. But it's completely out of friendship. It's out of love. And it's just one of the ways men show their love. And women should know that. And, and But instead, we have all these women that think, oh, we need to control that. And they need not to, not to live in this culture of cruelty. Uh, I think cruelty exists, in. there's cruelty in men, and there's cruelty in women, uh, and there's no, no big difference there, And it's, but there's, on the other hand, there's a different style of showing your friendship.
0: Well, that, yeah, that's something. I think people just don't, uh, people don't tell each other, uh, like, you're not allowed to say, I obviously, you know, it's caused arguments. I act different around women than I do around men. Of course you do. Like, it, it just it's a more aggressive environment when it's all men in a room than if there's men and women in a room or all women in a room. It just or yeah, right. it, it's just whatever. All right, uh, but I guess we could wrap this up. And I just want to say thank you very much for the interview. It was great.
3: Um, oh, very nice talking to you.
0: Yeah, and uh, anybody who enjoyed this should definitely go check out the Factual Feminist YouTube channel. Uh, and that's a great yeah. way, a place to start. Is there anything you wanted to get out there?
3: do no, just they can also see my articles if they go to the American Enterprise Institute, AEI org, and most of the things I've talked about. I've written about and I have footnotes and studies and I I can back it up and if I can't back well, it up then let me know. That's I'll,
0: one thing and that's the reason, the reason I reached out to you is because uh I love the fact that you show your work. All of these things <laughs> don't show their work. You absolutely anybody listening to this, the work is there. If you don't if you're skeptical about it, go check out the YouTube channel, check out the articles, the work is there, the studies are there. Absolutely anybody it's, And it's I'm an
3: open minded person. If I make a mistake, I won't call you uh uh, a crank or a you know a, a misogynist or whatever. I'll, I'll listen and I might argue, but if you're right, I'll change my mind. I have changed my mind, but um, and that's what I want to. I want more people to be that way. I was a philosophy professor for many years, so part of this just uh, continuing my work as a,
0: a philosophy instructor. Okay, well that's great. Thank you, uh, everybody listening. That is Christina Hoff Summers, and thank you so much again. This is a great interview.
2: Thank you.
1: Or show me the way to the
0: next whiskey bar oh don't ask why oh don't ask why show me
2: Tell yeah. yeah.